the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Hey, what's on your game day menu? Chips? Party mix? That's boring. When it's game day, order up a good meal for everybody from Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi. Black Eyed Pea has all your favorites available for carryout on game day. Chicken fried steak with homemade cream gravy. Juicy pot roast. Fried chicken. All the sides. Plus fresh rolls and cornbread. That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackEyedPeaColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. Tune in tonight on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets look for a win on the road against the Golden State Warriors. Three games start tonight at 7.30 p.m. with tip-off at 8.30 p.m. Check us out on the web at AltitudeSports.com for channel numbers in your area. And don't forget to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for game previews and exclusive interviews with your favorite Nuggets players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. KKSE Parker Denver Home of the Nuggets Home of the Avalanche Altitude 950 Denver's All Sports Station Live from the Altitude 950 Studios The Vic Lombardi Show Starts now He's the only one who knows what the buttons and dials do Jesse Trujillo. He's the newlywed who hasn't yet established good boundaries. Mario. He's a millennial who keeps this train on track. Sort of. Will H.W. Peterson. He's the smartest man in Denver sports media. And he wrote about it in July. James Merlat. And he's the star of the show, the center of the morning universe, the one and only... Vic Lombardi! In the slot with his shot, SCORE! It's a power play goal! And the abs have blown it wide open! You got the Vic Lombardi show on this beautiful Monday morning here in the Mile High City. Temperatures expected to reach 60 degrees here in the next couple days. Are we sure it's January? Have you guys seen the photos of the East Coast, the Northeast? And the weather that they've endured the last couple of weeks, we welcome to the show James Manchester, Marilat, H.W., Will Peterson. Fellas, it's good to live in Denver, Colorado right now. It's really nice. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Um, it's like golf weather. And I might just do that That's kind of what I was thinking. Uh, I was might... expecting you would be out there. Although I'm not, you know, when the grass isn't green and it's brown and crusty. Yeah. I, I can't get into it. You feel it's like you're playing the British Open? Yeah, I just can't get into the game. I don't know why. If I like, if I flew to Southern California or Arizona and played, yes, but I don't like bad conditions. Does that so, make me a golf snob? Uh, a little bit. I would have thought though you'd be more of the diehard, right? Like as soon as it's nice no. enough that you can play, you're playing. No, it's got to be for me. It's about the experience, not necessarily the game. I guess I don't love the game that much. I so love the experience of golf. You don't like the aesthetics of January golf? No, not at all. And, and plus, you have the sun at a weird angle, and then you have shadows, and then the ball rolls forever, and there's wetness and moisture. I know. Sorry. Don't worry about it. Hey, don't I worry about it. it. 
Don't wait. It's stock show time anyway. How was the stock show, Will? It was awesome. You know, I haven't been there in forever, and it was like a whole new world for me. It was cool. I went in, and I walked around, and I saw all the different booths, and then I went underneath and saw all the animals. We had a lot of people stop by the Altitude 950 tent. Uh, you know what, Vic? It's good to open your eyes to things that sometimes aren't up your alley, and I did that with the stock show on Saturday, and... Maybe I'll go back in the next couple of wow. weeks because it was pretty darn cool. A Kent Denver boy at the stock show. Let me let me first say this. My dad used to take us to the stock show all the time growing up. I just, not my cup of tea. And I hate to be a jerk about it. Listen, I know that this is Colorado. This is the great outdoors. This is cattle country. But it's that smell. I just can't do it. Sorry, guys. I can't do it. And I know you asked. You asked all of us who wants to go to the stock show, who wants to yeah. welcome listeners. It's just not me. I, I know what I do. I know what I am. It's got a little bit of that uh, scent of Greeley. I just don't do that stuff a yet. Bit. You know, I mean, I, sorry. I, I, I'm i more with HW here. I, I like kind of, you know, rolling out there and doing something I don't normally do. It's a little bit like for me going to the opposite end and getting some culture and going to like the Buell for a play or something. Like, do I want to do that every Friday? Yeah. No. Do I want to do it once a year? Sure. I just remember going as a kid, and, you know, my dad would take us all the time, and that damn smell would linger for, like, a couple days. It'd be on my clothes. It'd be on my body. That's, you know, the smell. Yeah. You can smelled I, it, right? And can I tell you a quick story of something that happened to me at the stock show? Please. So a guy comes up to me, shakes my hand, and it's a guy I knew from Missouri, the fraternity brother. I go, what's up, Kyle? How are you? And his wife's there, and I, I went to their wedding. Mind you, I went to their wedding about two years ago, right? Now, hold on. Was he all decked out in his Western gear? Oh, yeah. He looked good. He looked like a cowboy. And I turned to his wife, and I go, hey, Bethany, how are you? And it was the most awkward thing of all time. It wasn't Bethany anymore, was he it? He goes, Bethany's the old one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Happy stock show to me. Uh, that was fun. It's not your uh, fault. Is that really, yeah, that's not your fault. I got invited to their wedding, though. Well, so still not your fault. Shouldn't you remember names of weddings you went to? It's still not your fault. Don't worry. Oh, about it. you were at the wedding when he married the girl he was with oh, at the stock show. You yes. referred to her as the prior oh. wife. Yeah, you're. Oh, pretty yeah, that's your fault. Yeah, that's your yeah. Fault. No, I was. I thought you went man. to the wedding with he and Bethany. Yeah. They've since broke up, no, and this was a new girl, no, and you didn't no, recognize. No, 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 I was mortified. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's totally on you, dude. Yeah. This was one of those weekends where I I woke up sore this morning. Like my back was sore, my legs were. I was sore, and I didn't do it. I, all I did was watch football. How does that happen when you wake up sore, like to the point where your body's exhausted, just from laying down and watching football games? Are you guys sore? Am I the only one? Uh, yeah, no? I think I think you're the only one. I mean, yeah. my back is killing me. Tough life. I mean, did I fluff up the pillow too many times? I watched so much football over the weekend, so much sports over the weekend. That's all I did is I laid down. It's there are two great weekends of NFL playoffs. The one we just finished and the one that's coming up. When you have two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, it's just it's it's the best. It's bliss. So I'm with you. I spent a lot of time on the couch watching football Maybe or some sat, semblance of football. Maybe I sat on the couch, but I'm not sore. Maybe repositioning myself every minute or two. That would be good. You know, that would be good. Like like you know something. You shouldn't be sore from watching. 12 hours of football, Victor. Oh, I got a hot take coming up regarding what I did see on the football screen because uh, everybody watched those games, and you see the difference between the good teams and the bad, the good teams and the mediocre. You see the difference. We all do. We'll get to that in our piping hot takes. But first, big news right now. What headlines? The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? 
big news right now. It's the most exciting team in Denver local sports right now. The Colorado Avalanche win streak rolls on. To the wild zone. Blows down the left wing. Shattering pass. Pulls. Shot. Saved by Dubnik. He robs Rantanen. Circle McKinnon. High slot. Nemeth with a shot. He scores! Patrick Nemeth! Oh my goodness gracious! The top line defusing the wild! I did not attend that game because I was working the Nuggets Sacramento studio at the time when they played the Kings. You were there, H.W., not only there, you were in Mosier's booth. What was it like? Oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. You think listening to that guy on the radio is cool. Sitting right next to him is great. Uh, I don't know how much I'm allowed to reveal, but he's like a little kid throughout those games in a good way. He's jumping up and down. He's pumping his fist. He's going crazy. He was so nervous at about 4.30 that day because he dislikes the wild that much. Wow. So great like, way like for the Like openly house. nervous? Could you see the nerves? Oh, I called him on it. He goes, "Yeah, dude, I'm nervous." I got the phone call from him on his way to the wow. arena, and it was just it was like that nervous energy call. Really? I'm like I don't really know what we're talking about yeah, here. Why are you calling me right it's now? It's a Saturday afternoon. Uh-huh. Why are you, why are you calling me? What are we doing here? But the atmosphere was unbelievable, right? Cuz I texted back and forth with Kyle Keefe, and Keefe said this is just ridiculous. This is the best he's seen it since 3 years ago. It was a playoff atmosphere. Yeah. God, I wish I would have gone to that game. Had to watch the Nuggets lose to the Kings. We'll get to that a little bit later. Next on Big News Not Right Now. Dad, is there any extra satisfaction to beating Arizona knowing what happened to them in the offseason with the FBI? Absolutely. Absolutely there is. And it's ironic that we're playing Arizona today. i got great respect for Sean Miller and the kind of coach he is. Okay, They recruit very, very well. They've recruited very, very well. Their staff has. USC has recruited very, very well. The two most talented teams in our team from top to bottom are USC and Arizona. So, hell yes, there's extra satisfaction. Hell yes. I got great respect for Sean. Hell of a coach. Got great respect for Andy Enfield. Okay, but to answer your question, hell yes. Wow. You will not hear another college basketball coach speak about that subject matter like Tad Boyle did on Saturday. Have you heard another coach say that? No. Ever? Now, to, to provide a little context, this ties back into the off-season uh, scandal. The FBI unquote. investigations yes. regarding the funneling of money from these shoe companies to these schools to, to attract recruits. Correct. And Arizona was among those. And so Tad Boyle had a little more satisfaction in beating a team that was involved in that or allegedly involved in that. Uh, and I 100% agree with him. I, I, I think it's refreshing to have someone not dance around it. Now... He provided the typical caveats, right? Of, oh, I got a lot of respect for Sean Miller. I, I, he said that two or three times. Uh, read between the lines. Yes, exactly. Of, uh, you cheat. Yeah. We don't cheat. Exactly. And we just beat you, and that feels yes. good. We beat your ass, even though that half yes. of your recruits are bought. Correct. Come on. Did you see the game? Did you see the recruits for Arizona? Did you see that large human? Did you see the large human? I did. That I did. guy, come on, man. He's going pro like tomorrow. Buffs on a little roll right now. Beat the Arizona schools in back-to-back games. Oh, it feels so good to beat Sean Miller. I tweeted that. And if it felt good for me, imagine how it felt for Tad Boyle. Hey, weren't you the guy giving Tad a little gruff? I was. I was. So you're welcome. <laughs> He's going to take credit for it. <laughs> Next. Uh, it was just four decisions. Uh, and we just never got control of it. It started in the first quarter and went all the way through the very last play. I'm not sure what it was, but I'm not going to use being tired or fatigued as an excuse. And you give up 40 points on turnovers, you're not going to beat St. Buzzies. 
That was an awful game. It just was. I ranked the worst losses for the Nuggets this season. Guys, tell me if you agree with me. Number one worst loss, Philly at home without Embiid. Number two, that one at Sacramento without Zach Randolph and George Hill. Number three would be at Indiana when you had a whatever eight point lead in the final two minutes. What about either in either Minnesota game? Both those were were awful. They had to work their way back into those ones. So I, I'll just say the blowing leads or not beating the team you should beat at home. That game at Sacramento. I'm sorry, and and you could tell it. You could sense it in, in Michael Malone's voice there. Not a good, not a good effort. Just a bad loss. I, I'm with you. Uh, it's amazing to me though. We're not. We're almost at the halfway point. We're not quite there. But 39 games into the season, you guys just rattled off five bad losses. Yeah. I mean, at some point, this is a trend that is troubling, right? Like you got to go out and beat Sacramento. I mean, I know it's on the road, but that's a bad basketball team. They're depleted in terms of. Their roster on that night. Veterans weren't playing. How many, but how many times have we thought it's just a bad effort? Right? That's, that's the part that's concerning to me. If you go out and you're playing a team and like somebody's just on fire and they're making every shot they put up, all right, sometimes it happens, but when it's controllable, when it's effort, I'm just, it just feels like we've had this same conversation over and over and over again and it's January 8th. They just gave the game away. They coughed it up. Next. Mariota takes the snap, looks to his right, looking, looking, flushed out. Now back to his left, pumping, throwing into the end zone. No, he kept it. Dove for the end zone himself and got in. It was batted back to him. He did throw it. He caught it for a touchdown. Touchdown, Titans. I was so hoping for a an official's replay review on that play, just so you could see it in the paper the next day. Quarterback rolls, quarterback throws, Quarterback catches, quarterback did not survive the ground. I wanted to see yeah. exactly how they would rule that. You know, and then after he caught it, he dove for the pylon, which he didn't need to. No. And the ball starts coming out, and you're like, oh, my God, here we go, another receiver. So was he a runner or a receiver at that point? He's what a receiver. receiver. Yeah. Okay, he's a receiver now. Yeah. Story of the weekend is the Chiefs falling apart, still haven't won a home playoff game since 1994. We can vent. I'm talking about myself all we want about the Broncos. They've won five playoff games in the last five years. Chiefs haven't won a home one in 23 years. Another gut-wrenching loss. Yeah, if you're a Chiefs fan right now, my God. They blew a 21 to 3 at home. Halftime lead at, at home. home against a Tennessee team that is abysmal on offense. Totally agree with you. I mean, how do you blow an 18 point lead to that team? So the AFC West, which when the season started, we looked at that division and said, okay, this is the best division in football, right? Mm, we you, did. You may have. Some of us did. Not a single representative left. They're all done. Well, the best team in the AFC West didn't make the playoffs, and that was, that was LA. They were playing the best toward the end of the season. Yeah. On the show today, Joel Drees and the Harvester at 8.30. Tad Boyle. You heard from Tad. I've been wanting to talk to Tad for a long time. Just to catch up on his comments. Wow, did he have stuff to say over the weekend? Did he play, his team play over the weekend? Two wins against top 15 teams? That's getting her done. Up next, our piping hot takes right here on Altitude 950. 
Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Crackman and Harris. Coming up on the Monday edition of Crackman and Harris, Big Crack still playing daddy with little Barkevia. So it's me and Josh, and we're in here recapping the weekend that was with your Nuggets and Avalanche. Plus, we look back at the Wild Card Weekend inside the NFL, recap our Dover Unders for Wild Card Weekend, and Ryan, it's National Championship Monday. We'll check in with our guy Peter Burns from the SEC Network. And lastly, what's going on at One Patriot Place? They can't avoid the media now. We've got the answers they gave. So tune in. Crackman and Harris, every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. Here's your National Western Stock Show update, brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. Tonight's featured event in the Coliseum is the Denver Shootout PBR Bull Riding Semifinals. Plus, your grounds admission includes free kids' activities, livestock shows, and Colorado's largest Western trade show with acres of food and shopping. Tickets and info at nationalwestern.com. This National Western Stock Show update is brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. Great windows at a fair price. Call 1-800-GET-WINDOWS or go online to Lifetime. LifetimeWindowsColorado.com today. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Over a hundred and thirty five million dollars. That's how much money the C3 group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com Tune in tonight on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets look for a win on the road against the Golden State Warriors. Three games start tonight at 7.30 p.m. with tip-off at 8.30 p.m. Check us out on the web at AltitudeSports.com for channel numbers in your area. And don't forget to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for game previews and exclusive interviews with your favorite Nuggets players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. Open Thursday through Sunday, the International Sportsman's Expo at the Colorado Convention Center. Get $3 off coupons at O'Reilly Auto Parts and wherever fishing and hunting licenses are sold. Go to sportsexpos.com for store locations and show information. Easy parking and shuttles from Park Avenue and Wazee near Coors Field. The Sportsman's Expo, open Thursday through Sunday at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Your life outdoors starts at the ISC. 
At KeyBank, we believe financial wellness is all about taking small steps. Financial wellness means spending your money wisely and being aware of your spending. KeyBank's financial wellness tool not only makes it so that I can track my spending, but I can see what I'm spending my money on. I feel more conscious of what I'm spending, and I feel like I have the reins more than I did before. If you want to take your first steps to financial wellness, use the red key. KeyBank, member FDIC. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A couple accidents off to the shoulder causing curiosity slowing. Traffic is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. One is northbound I-25 north of Lincoln Avenue. The other accident is northbound I-25 approaching 23rd Avenue. They have some slow traffic, not because of an accident, just heavy volume eastbound I-270 between I-25 and York. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation is a volunteer-driven nonprofit organization dedicated to finding cures for Crohn's disease. They are here to help visit Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. That's been our goal the whole season. I mean, like, you, you play to get in, into the playoff. Uh, that's what you want to do, and that's what you try to do. Uh, I mean, we're going to work hard every night, and hopefully we are in good position at the end of the year. What the hell is going on? The Avs have won five in a row? The Avs are suddenly in the playoff picture? The Avs put a touchdown on the board against the hated Wild? This is an Avs town. This is a hockey town all of a sudden. It was electric. Electric. Friday night. Or Saturday night, I should say, at Pepsi Center. You were there. I was not. Explain to me what it felt like. Well, it felt like a playoff atmosphere. I mean, it's fair to say it was a playoff atmosphere. Manchester, I know you were at Game 7 against the Wild uh, a few years ago, and I wasn't there that night, so it's it's tough for me to compare, but I imagine it was something similar because there was, there was once again a lot of Wild fans there on Saturday, but the Avalanche fans were just able to drown them out by putting such a beat down on them. Yeah, it, unfortunately, though, the Game 7, all I can remember about that game was just the suddenness of which it was over. Right, because it was uh, the Abs led the entire game basically. Then it went to overtime. Then it went to overtime, and then you just silence, just pure silence, as everybody just sort of looked at each other and like, how how did this end in this way? That was what I remember. Jobs were lost as a result of that game. That was just so shocking. It was uh, it was uh, hard to get over that one. Tis a new era of Avalanche hockey, and I know H W has got his hot take reserved for the Abs, so we'll wait for that. Right now, let's get things going with some heaters. I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. I think I only missed one game over the weekend, and it's a game we all missed, the Tennessee-Kansas City game. I got it right. Oh, you got that? You got Tennessee on that mm-hmm. one? Wow. Okay, uh, you missed another game because you and the little degenerate split on the games. You were different. Well, I took Atlanta. I took New Orleans. You guys, I don't, I don't remember what the other one. Well, was. then you missed the other AFC. You had game. Buffalo. You had Buffalo. Oh, stupid Buffalo! God, the quarterback play in that game. Ugh. Oh my God, I wanted to physically go out there and play the position. It was so bad between those two quarterbacks. 
And I, here I am jumping around for Tyrod Taylor. I take it all back. Nope. Agreed. I take it all back. Because in the biggest moment of the season, he was awful. He was hard to watch. All he, he could do is run. All Blake Bortles could do is run. Did you know Blake Bortles had more run yards than passing yards in that game? He didn't have to do much to get a win, though, because oh Tyrod Taylor God. was just as bad. Which brings me to my piping hot take. So I tweeted this yesterday, and I thought it was a very obvious tweet. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't realize that it would garner some 150 replies. And I know HW's got this formula. When you tweet something and you get all these replies, it usually means people disagree with you. So here's my tweet. You guys tell me. Despite his irresponsible wardrobe choices, and I got a shot of Cam Newton wearing that Aunt Jemima little thing that he was, you know, what's that thing called? That I that, don't know. What, what's that? Oh, you're the fashionista. A scarf? Yeah, a scarf. Despite his irresponsible wardrobe choices, I will take Cam Newton as my quarterback any day. Rare talent, tremendous competitor. That's me tweeting after watching that Saints-Panthers game. I thought the guy was a stud. He got absolutely crushed in the fourth quarter. He got accordioned by a Saints defensive tackle. His neck got thrust into the turf. He collapsed, which I thought was a bit dramatic, a little Ginobili of him. That's fine. But you know what he did do during that game? He did something that we haven't seen around here for quite some time. He made pinpoint passes when it mattered most. The guy was clutch. And by the way, how cool was it to see Christian McCaffrey just scorching down the middle of the field? Nobody could catch him. Watching this kid play friggin' high school football at Valor, and now he's doing the exact same thing in the NFL. Just cool to see. But the guy throwing the football to him, Cam Newton, I asked this question. I said, wouldn't you want him as your quarterback? Would you not want him as your quarterback if you're a Denver Bronco fan? And here are the responses I got via Twitter. Hard pass. Really? Great athlete, but still immature, not a great pocket passer. Really? Poor sport and not a good loser. Yeah, so what? There are so many people that can't stand Cam Newton that they will pass on Cam Newton the personality over Cam Newton the player. All I say is, look at the player. The dude can ball. Even Rick Meyer, former Notre Dame quarterback, who I've had some exchanges with on Twitter, even he chimed in saying no. Nobody likes Cam Newton, but let me tell you this. If you're a Bronco fan and you're walking around the Metro Denver area today and someone said you want Cam Newton as your quarterback tomorrow, you would take him in a heartbeat. Just admit it. Let's not be silly. Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take. We give away a lot of VIP experiences on Altitude 950. I got one of my own on Saturday night. It was pretty cool just because of I work here. I got to I gotta do a couple things I want to tell you guys about. So first off, I got to go down on the ice for the Milan Hayduke retirement ceremony and being on the ice with uh with Josh Cronkey and Joe Sackick and Milan Hayduke and his family was awesome and the whole Avs team. And then next thing you know, Vic, I know you don't like pro wrestling, but I feel like I hear the Rock's intro music because here come Forsberg and Tange with the Stanley Cup. That was cool. That was kept so under yeah. wraps. No one knew that was happening. And all of a sudden, I'm realizing, Vic, I am on the ice with Peter Forsberg, Alex Tange, Joe Sackick, and Milan Hayduk, the same sheet of ice they won the 0-1 Cup on in Game 7, and I just get chills. because oh, it's, It wasn't the same sheet of ice. It was different water frozen back then. It wasn't the same it's an water. expression. Okay. You know what I mean. The same geographical point okay. on Earth. Let's call it that. 
and, and I get chills. And then I get to go up to Mark Moser's booth, and he goes berserk as the Avs trounce the Wild, win 7-2. And then we go down to the locker room afterwards, and we're talking to Landis Gog and Carl Soderberg, and Miko Rantanen's trying to get out of there. But I said, Miko, just give me two minutes. And he couldn't have been kinder. I wanted to know, what's the message to the fans that have stuck with you guys and are now getting rewarded? What would you say to new fans who maybe are just coming back or just checking you guys out for the first time? Well, if they come last couple games, they for sure enjoy it. Probably we won, won, won all those games, and we're playing good hockey right now. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's looking good now. But just like I said, we have to get back to work. New fans, old fans, everyone is welcome. Pepsi Center was lit Saturday night. It'll be lit the rest of the way. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. Fellas, tonight is the uh, national championship game. And I'm having a hard time getting into this thing. I, I, I so just, I. it just oh. is not exciting me. Yeah, now, blah. there's a lot of reasons I should be. A, it's the national title game that should by itself make it interesting to me. B, there are going to be 20 plus players on the field tonight that are going to get drafted in April, mm-hmm. which is a stunning number. A lot of those in the first couple of rounds. A lot of those are guys the Broncos should maybe be looking at at number five Hell if yeah. they don't go with a quarterback. So just from a scouting from my couch type of a thing, it should be worth watching. I could see Manchester scouting. <laughs> like watching the game as a scout, taking notes. Uh, Boy, look at those fluid hips. I did, Mika. Uh, I did at Mika's I, hips. I did air quotes in my head when I said that, So yeah. just so we're all on okay. the same page. Um but I, I just can't do it. And I think it's it's Alabama fatigue. And I've got the same thing coming up again this weekend with the NFL playoffs. I've got Patriots fatigue. I've got Steelers fatigue. I'm just tired of watching these same teams over and over and over again. I'm going crazy. I don't know what it is. And, I you know, I should appreciate greatness. That's normally the thing I, I like. I like a dynasty. I like having a team that everybody's shooting for. I like having... Uh, a, a, a team that's able to be there and sustain it year after year after year after year. But, man, Alabama is just the epitome of fatigue. I am over it. I know we'll watch it. I know we'll talk about it tomorrow. But I just cannot get into this national title game. What do I have in my hand right here, guys? A $100 bill. Hundy. Cool hundy. $100 bill. <clears throat> I will give you this $100 bill. If you show up at that Alabama bar just five blocks from here wearing a Georgia shirt tonight, you show up just and you got to sit there for about a half an hour. One hundred dollars mm. right here. Take it with you during the any point during, during the, the game. game. Um, I would welcome it before the game, like right before kickoff when they're okay. just frothing at the mouth. OK, I'm tempted. Two hundred bucks an hour is a pretty good rate. You show Not up, too shabby. You show up at the game because I want you to feel and to endure what I endured a year ago from those Alabama fans, the alumni that live here in Denver. I, I want you to feel what I felt. You will hate that school for the rest of your life. I already do. So this is just going to pile on. They are the oh my god, are they arrogant? Again, I went to both bars last year, the Clemson bar and the Alabama bar. But aren't they understandably arrogant? I mean, they're here oh, every but it's, year. It's, you don't understand. Every it's, it's year. It's a level of arrogance that doesn't even compute. Like they invented the game. The game was invented there. How much more excited would you be if it was, and I know they couldn't have faced each other because of the way it's set up, but if tonight was Oklahoma, Georgia? Then I'd be fired course, up and ready yeah. to go. Something fresh. I just don't want to watch Alabama again. I aren't, have no interest. Aren't you glad Baker can't get hurt tonight, though? That is my uh, one saving grace. Geez. I've seen enough from Baker. He can't get hurt tonight. 
2687 says, I'll do it. Hey, 2687, I'm serious. I want you to go. There's a bar, and I probably shouldn't be saying this. They'll probably get all mad at me, but I don't care the way they treated me last year. There's a bar here in Glendale somewhere, Big Alabama bar. And do we know the name of the bar? I, I don't remember the name. I just know I got kicked out for wearing a Clemson shirt last year. I physically got removed. Well, and the ironic part, or the, the interesting part of it was, the Cle- you went to a Clemson bar where Alabama, and they and were nice. Everybody was a nice. I mean, it was great. Yeah. We got video proof of it. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? It's the Alabama guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to the freaking Alabama bar with something else on. Look out. You will die a slow death. 100 bucks tonight. God, I wish people would do that tonight. Just. Flood the place. Flood the place with different jerseys. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Tad Boyle coming up at 9.30. Hyping Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our community secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From oil changes to computerized alignments, we do it all. New year, same car. Get a free annual checkup. Plus, we offer same-day service. Mention this ad and get an oil change starting at $26.99. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Brakes Plus. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Brakes Plus. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to 
The National Western Stock Show rolls into Denver January 6th through the 21st. So saddle up and ride. 16 days of family fun and rodeo excitement, including the original extreme sports, PBR bull riding, rough and tough pro rodeos, world-class horse events, the Super Bowl of Livestock Shows, and acres of Western shopping. Hey, if that don't light your fire, then your wood's wet. So come make some memories with us. Tickets are on sale now at nationalwestern.com in all King Supers locations. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. A couple accidents clearing off of northbound I-25. One approaching Ridgegate Parkway, the other one approaching Lincoln Avenue. So that's a slow patch coming up from Castle Rock starting around Castle Pines. Traffic brought to you by Compassion International. A couple accidents clearing off freeway. One northbound Lincoln at first. Federal and Jewel with an accident. Becoming a child sponsor with Compassion International can change the world one child at a time. Find out how at Compassion.com forward slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Rebound inside. Elkins has got it and he throws it away. McKinley's got another run out. Down the lane. Elevates and slams with two hands. And the Buffs are on top by nine. What a week for the CU basketball team. Improving to 10 and 6 with back-to-back wins against top 15 schools. First, Arizona State, number 4, and then Arizona, number 14. Both exciting, dramatic finishes. One was overtime against Arizona State. The other one came against a team that was the subject of an FBI probe a few months ago, along with other schools. It cost Rick Patino his job at Louisville. This one at Arizona with Sean Miller, who's... Does Sean Miller come across as smug, or is it just me? Oh, yeah. No, he's... Is it just me? You like to say punchable face. I mean, that guy. Gee, many Christmas. He falls in that category, though. If, like, Would you want your kid to play for him? I tell you what. If you want a direct route to the NBA, perhaps... My answer would be no. It's choppy, and it's ugly. His former assistant coach, Book Richardson no longer with the program, is accused of using his clout with players to sway them towards specific business entities after school. In other words, they're getting them to go to the NBA, make the money in the NBA, and then invest that money in different financial companies, whatever. It's it's a scam, okay? There's something going on across the board. And Tad Boyle smells a scam. He's going to admit it's a scam. He recruits differently. Of course, his program is a little different than Arizona and Louisville. Okay, his program is guys that usually stay in school for more than a year. Well, do you remember when Sean Miller sweated through his shirt at the Mm -hmm. NCAA tournament? That looked like a guy who had a little more on the line that day than just a tournament win. Swarthy is what came to mind. But in these two wins, there uh, there was one team in both games that didn't have a number next to its name. True. I mean, but, there, there's a reason the Buffs were eight and six and unranked, and but, uh, I mean, that's just the way college basketball but is. Do you understand the frustration Tad Boyle must have yeah. when knowing that you're recruiting your butt off, you're trying to do it the right way, and you're taking on teams that cheat? Okay, but we're going to watch teams tonight in the national championship game in football that I considered Cheaters? cheating when they revoke kids' scholarships and over recruit. I mean, you make it sound like thing. This, all right, so you're making it sound like this is perfectly acceptable and that every coach no. should just cheat. No, right? well, then what I'm, are you saying? I'm not. I'm just uh, I'm just saying that's the the way of college athletics. It's part of the reason why I think I'm not excited about tonight is I just have to plug my nose to to watch this stuff, to to consume this stuff cuz you just sit there and go, it's just all so 
uh, I don't know. If, uh, dirty may be an overstatement, but that's the word that pops to mind. When you see an Arizona basketball game, you're watching that team. Does it feel dirty to you? Yes. It of course it does. Is it just me or I, I mean, come on, man. Look at the, some of the guys they have on the court. Yeah, like, no there, doubt. There's no way you get all these dudes fairly. There's no way. You got two NBA prospects, two top ten picks on the floor at the same time, and you lost. No, and I, you lost. And I get why Tad Boyle finds it even more satisfying to to get that W. No doubt. Because he's, and this is an oversimplification, but he's looking at it saying, we came in here and we played and got out here cleanly. You came in here and you got out of here and you're dirty and we got the win. And we still that's, busted your ass. I get why that's satisfying. I totally do. Uh, it, it just is a little bit of like, if you all, if everybody kind of knows the, the rules of the game and everybody knows how it works, it's kind of odd to complain about it. He wasn't the only one, by the way. Utah coach Larry Kristowiak. I remember Larry Kostroyak. He had uh, some NBA. Did he play for the Jazz? I thought he played for the Bucks at one point. Here's what he said after his team fell to Arizona on Thursday. Quote, each of us has to make a decision how we're going to live and how we're going to go about our business. Unfortunately, with that sometimes comes second place. But we can always look in the mirror and know that we're doing things the right way. What does that tell you? No, and I agree with him. I agree with him, and I agree with Tad Boyle. Well, let's listen to Tad Boyle. Let's listen to what he said after the game. And this is a an answer prompted by my old cohort there at CBS4, Eric Christensen, who knew something was brewing. He sensed it. Otherwise, he wouldn't ask this question. He asked Tad after the game if it meant more to beat Arizona, knowing full well they're cheating. Tad, is there any extra satisfaction to beat Arizona, knowing what happened to them in the offseason? Absolutely. Absolutely, there wow. is. And it's ironic that we're playing Arizona today. I got great respect for Sean Miller and the kind of coach he is. Okay, They recruit very, very well. They've recruited very, very well. Their staff has. USC has recruited very, very well. The two most talented teams in our team from top to bottom are USC and Arizona. So, hell yes, there's extra satisfaction. Hell yes. I got great respect for Sean. Hell of a coach. Got great respect for Andy Enfield. Okay, But... To answer your question, hell yes. I liked about 90% of what he said. I, 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 oh, and look, God. this is going to sound a little funny because when the guy's dropping hell yes three times, he's pretty emphatic about it. Mm -hmm. But I kind of just wish he would be all in, right? Don't add the caveat of you have respect for Sean Miller and don't add the caveat of, you know, they recruit well. They recruit well. No, you're accusing them of being cheaters at recruiting. What? They don't recruit well. They cheat well. You know Just the, say it. Well, they called the two cheaters out. Yeah. yeah. But you know the defense. Yes and no. You know the defense for Sean Miller and every other head coach involved. We didn't know what was going on. These are assistant coaches. Yeah, we, I we know. Didn't have anything I, to know. Do this. I know. You know. It's the old, um, hey, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Do you remember the old defense tactics used by the John Wooden, the Wizard of Westwood, sure. even back in the day? Sure. I didn't know what was going on with the boosters. I don't know how I got these guys. But he accuses them of it. He's adamant about it, but then he throws in the two caveats that don't throw him in there. Don't because, throw in that you respect him. Don't throw in that they're good recruiters. No, they're not. You're saying they, they, they have the most talent because they cheat, mm -hmm. and also saying, but they, they're good recruiters. That's th Those two things don't go hand well, in I, hand. I'll ask him that. I'll, when he joins us at 930, I will say, why did you find the need? Why did you feel it, that you had to say he was a good recruiter when you know the recruiting is dirty? I can I tell you why. Correct. I will ask him. That. I can tell you why. 
his life is easier today because of those caveats. Mm-hmm. Because if he doesn't have those caveats, he's leading Sports Center right now. But because he has those caveats, yeah. locally we're talking about it, yeah. but it didn't blow into some big national yeah. crazy Great. thing. Do you think it would be bad if the CU basketball coach was leading Sports Center right now? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but nobody, I mean, diplomacy is the best tact for anybody in a, in a situation like this. What, you expect Tad Boyle to take on the, the corruption of NCAA basketball by himself? Why not? Okay. I'll ask him. Why I mean, would you he, do it he, by he, yourself? He went ninety percent of the way there, Vic. So did Larry Kristoviak. If, if you're gonna go ninety percent of the way there, just go. So Tad makes these comments post game, and then they go back to the studio. All right, the uh, Pac-12 studio. Lamar Hurd, who used to play basketball for Oregon State, he had these comments to say after Tad Boyle went off. Listen, if up. I had to make anything of it, it just seems like a coach who has done things the right way. He understands the industry in which he works, one where maybe that's not always the case. And he's not trying to point fingers at one person or the other. But what he's saying is, at Colorado, we do things the right way. And we go out there, we compete, we leave it out on the floor, we go out, we recruit the right way. And to me, what, what I felt like was that is a coach that is fed up with working his butt off yeah. with his staff every single year, maybe not getting the opportunity that other programs have gotten. He just looked fed up to me. I, I've never yeah. seen him that upset. I want you to save that soundbite when uh, Tad joins us at 930. I want to play that for Tad and get his reaction. You know what this reminds me of? All right, so you're taking on all these teams who openly cheat, and it happens in college football as well, and you're trying to do it the right way. And You know, in the end, it's not going to work. There was a player, and he just came to town, Friday night at Pepsi Center. And I, I know this to be fact, all right? This isn't just me speculating here. Do you remember a player by the name, a basketball player by the name of Royce O'Neal? No. Played for DU. Vaguely. He's now an NBA player, plays for the Utah Jazz. Well, Royce spent two seasons at DU under Joe Scott, and he was a damn good player. I mean, hell, he's in the NBA, right? So all of a sudden, in the offseason one year, he used that there's some condition in, in NCAA basketball where you're allowed to transfer to another school if you have a family emergency or a family issue. So he transfers mid-season or mid-off-season to Baylor. All right, Baylor. And as soon as, yeah, exactly. as soon as that happened, the flag went up. Right? As soon as I heard it was Baylor, I was like, okay. And now it's proven what Baylor's been doing for the last few years, right, in every mm-hmm. sport. So so shady. So here's DU, who goes out and does it the right way. They recruit a kid who's a pro player, bring him in, and lose him to another university who's doing it the wrong way, who's cheating. It happens all the time. What happens to DU? Cost them a season. It costs their coach a job. It costs people their livelihoods. So, yeah, yeah, cheating works. Yeah, and you know what? In in the inverse, it costs people jobs if they don't cheat. I uh, look. I agree with Tad Boyle, but I, I guess I kind of look at it this way: you either, if you know that's how it is, you have two choices. You either join them, right, and and stop fighting with one hand tied behind your back, or you are the crusader who's trying to clean it up and change it. And no. he went ninety percent of the way there on well. On Saturday. What, what he needs is some help in that crusade. He can't be Fine. by himself. Fine, but yeah. I, you know, then you gotta, yeah. you gotta be the guy out in front of it. And I don't think if he was leading Sports Center today because he called out 
yeah. a coach who he believes cheats. Yeah. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, there's always the notion they'll be sniffing under your roof as well. And I get it. Something you better minor, be, you better be squeaky some, clean yeah. if you're doing this. If there's something minor, they'll look for it. Uh, no doubt. You know, no there's, doubt. There's other things, other factors at play. But here. that's going to happen now anyway. Vic, he already mm-hmm. went there. If you're going to go there, go all the way. That's what I'm saying. How big was that win by the Avs on Saturday night? Well, they go from no playoffs to suddenly the eight seed in the Western Conference. Are they still the eight seed since then? They have a bye week. I don't know. I have no idea. They're still the eight seed. That's unbelievable. And they've got games in hand, so they will lose the eight seed this week in theory. What's with the bye week? But they'll have games in hand. Who came up? Why why a bye week? Why? I need answers. Why? Who came up with this bye week? You, You think about stealing momentum. You think if you gave the Avs a choice right now, do you want to buy or no buy? You think they take the buy? No Hell buy. No. no buy. I have ruins the momentum, in my opinion. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950 is the home of your Denver Nuggets. Talk a little Nuggets. And we've got Nuggets Insider Adam Mares all week long. The latest Nuggets inside and analysis you won't get anywhere else. I don't think the Nuggets have a superstar right now. Jokic, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, those guys are all really, really good players. But right now, they certainly are much more reliant on, on the team game and, and working together. And I think it makes for really fun basketball. Adam Mares. Mondays with Moj. Tuesdays with Kreckman and Harris. Wednesdays with Vic Lombardi. And Thursdays with Hastings and I think their identity can and should be to wear teams out because you got a lot of youth, a lot of speed. Adam Mares from DenverStips.com on Altitude 950. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Susbuick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Have you heard of thousands of people earning money with a second home? Companies like Airbnb have created a whole new industry for people to tap into the multi-billion dollar industry of renting. If a second home purchase has not crossed your mind, it should. Because you could easily make a couple thousand dollars more each month if you list your second home for rent or as a vacation property. Hey, it's Mark Mosier for my friends at American Financing. Real estate has consistently been a great investment, and qualifying for a second home may be easier than you think. Interest rates remain low, and you can put as little as 10% down. That's right, 10% down. A second home could be more consistent than stocks. A savvy investment, if you ask me. But don't just take my word for it. Talk to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing. Call 303-695-7000. That's 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. The official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department located on 570 in Colorado. You will ensure the deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding. 
offering an excellent compensation and benefit package starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Hey, what's on your game day menu? Chips? Party mix? That's boring. When it's game day, order up a good meal for everybody from Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic Lombardi. Black Eyed Pea has all your favorites available for carryout on game day. Chicken fried steak with homemade cream gravy. Juicy pot roast. Fried chicken. All the sides. Plus fresh rolls and cornbread. That's how you roll on game day. Visit BlackEyedPeaColorado.com for locations and get their entire game day ready menu. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was to serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters down instead of fixed-wing aircraft. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Slower traffic on northbound I-25 behind a couple earlier accidents now off to the shoulder. Traffic brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. There was a crash approaching Ridgegate Parkway and one northbound I-25 north of Lincoln Avenue. Watch for a crash northbound Lincoln at first as well in Denver. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with Traffic on Altitude. Altitude 950. Altitude 950. Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Down the left wing, Kirkwood into the circle. Holds and looks out in front. Score! Carl Soderberg! Rips it home past Dubnik with a little baby one-timer. And the Avs have taken a 3-1 lead over Minnesota. It's a power play goal. It's amazing how hate seeps into the psyche when you're watching a sporting event. I wanted the Avs to score 14 goals against the Wild. Just keep scoring. Keep going. They put a touchdown on the board, 7-2, Saturday night on Milan Hayduke night. We said it when we visited with Milan last week. No way the Avs lose on Milan Hayduke night, right? The captain wasn't going to allow that. Landeskog wasn't going to allow his boys to lose to anybody. They should retire a jersey every damn night over there. That was pretty cool, though, watching the entire Jersey retirement preceding the game. And it took a while. I've always wondered about that, guys. You don't see that in other sports. Because it took, what, about 45 minutes, the whole ceremony, mm, yeah. top to bottom? And these guys are out there watching. They're seated watching. Doesn't that interrupt their pregame prep and all that business? You know how you know how these guys get into that stuff, right? Yeah. Creatures of habit? Yeah. Maybe they should just make their new routine, go sit out on the... Bench or whatever for and 45 watch people minutes. talk, yeah. yeah. Well, did. the atmosphere was so electric that I think those guys 
comprehended the moment that they needed to go get a win that night to properly honor and celebrate Milan Hayduk. The locker room took a while to get open afterward. And you know why it took a while to get open afterward is because Sackick, Forsberg, Tange, and Hayduk were down there celebrating with the boys. So that's, that's right. a good reason to keep the media out because you're letting the new generation know, hey, the old generation has, has raised cups here. Yeah. And you guys are good enough to do that at some point. So I, I think the bonding in the locker room post-game after a beatdown in Minnesota, pretty darn cool. All right, a couple numbers to throw at you, and just just to show you where the Avs are now compared to a year ago. They've equaled their win total from a year ago already, halfway through the season. Their point total from a year ago already, halfway through the season. The Avs finished that homestand 5-1, and one, all right, season-long six-game homestand. The second-best homestand of at least six games in Avalanche history. All right, so they're making history now. And they weren't done yet. Nathan McKinnon, who is, man, and when you said this a few weeks ago, you drew the ire of Manchester and myself by just mentioning his name with the MVP race. He is bonafide, if they continue at this pace, to be in that conversation. Nathan McKinnon leads the NHL in home points. He's got 40 points in 23 games. No other player in the league has as many points at home than Nathan McKinnon. This team has grown up right before our eyes. Is there reason to be excited? Yes. Which makes me hate this bye week even more. I hate it. And I'm getting texters telling me why they're doing the bye week. Somebody says they negotiated this bye week in their last contract because they lost pay, so they negotiated to have a bye week instead. I don't like it. It is it is bad timing. You're red hot, now you got to take a week off. I hate it. Um, which, yeah, that part of it I, I understand. But they're at exactly the halfway point in the season. They get a bye week here, get a little rest, you know, maybe get some nicks and bumps and bruises healed up. Yeah. You got to look at the positive side of it, too. A few observations, Vic, on McKinnon. You guys, remember when we went up to Mosier's press box, how high up that is? Yeah. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he can spot who has the puck with the numbers being tough to read from up there, and he does it so well without a spotter, correct? He without a spotter. a spotter. He's so extremely talented. Sitting next to him, already had a ton of respect for him. It made it go up even more. Well, let's not get out of here. That is yeah. the worst call in the history of the league. Um, Real quick, Mosier turned to me during a break after just a filthy Nathan McKinnon play. And he said, now you can see what I see. And he was so right. McKinnon is a man amongst boys right now. He is flying around the ice, and these guys have no idea what he's going to do. I mean, he is playing at an elite, elite type level. That again, there's a reason I said he was in the MVP conversation, and Saturday night solidified it. I mean, watching that guy from that vantage point, you realize how much better he is at hockey than everyone else on the ice. From the text line, 990 no one cares what you hate or like, Vic. Yeah, pretty much. I got a microphone. If I want to talk about what I hate or like, I will. What's that in I reference put to? It this way. Probably this bye week. I don't care whether you like what I hate or like. How's that? I don't care what you like about what I hate or like. Well, no, but you never said people should care. You were just telling them what you hate and what you like. I, I don't understand people. We're paid to give opinions on this radio show, and somebody says, I don't care what you hate. Well, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? All right, let's go on. Let's talk about something else. I, you can't win with some of these hockey people. I know. You can't win. You can't. You can't. You talk hockey as we have, and this is what you get. Hockey guy. Hockey guy is, is profoundly arrogant. He's the worst. Soccer guy's close. There's just, I think there's less of them, but they, they, they bitch and moan when you don't talk about their sport, and then when you do, you don't this do it properly. You this You're is not you doing get. it right. Yeah, you better come correct. I offer an opinion, and I'm not supposed to do that? Get out of here with that crap. 
That was the postgame locker room, by the way. It was cool. They were in a good mood. Uh, we've got some sound here, too. Do you want to hear from the captain, Gabe Landeskog, who, you know, Please. we all know he's stuck through this, and Gabe is, is the face of this team right now. McKinnon is probably playing the best, but Gabe's the face of this team. Here's Gabe postgame. This last push that we've put on here the last few weeks has been important, but uh, we know how much work we got left to do here, and we know that uh, you know it's hard to get to this point, but it's but it's also hard to, to stay where we are. So a lot of hard work to do, but uh, but we're looking forward to a, a good week of rest and recharge here, and then we'll come back ready to go. Reaction. Uh, I think he's got a good head on his shoulders about it. He's not going to get fat and happy and just say, yep, we're going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're halfway through and they're in the eighth seed. So he knows what they've done recently is special, but he also knows this is the exact halfway point for this Avs team. Again, why do I take so much joy in watching Minnesota fan struggle? Watching that, there, there was a shot that they kept showing of this father and his son, and I felt so bad thinking this way. They're like second row up near the ice wearing their wild jerseys, and they look like Minnesotan, you know, like really... Like they hadn't seen the sun for three months, right? Sorry, but that's what they look like. Okay. And, and just watching them little, suffer. A little pasty. Yeah. Just just watching them look at the ice and say, oh, damn it. Here's why Minnesota fan drives me crazy. They're, they're arrogant, they're obnoxious, and they haven't accomplished anything. Like Blackhawk fan is arrogant and obnoxious, but they win all the time, right? Penguins fan yeah. that shows up. What are you going to say to them? What are you going to say to arrogant, obnoxious Boston sports fan? What are you going to say? You got no comeback, yeah. right? Like at least their uh, their 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 entitlement has something to back it up. What have the Minnesota Wild ever done? Once Moj knew the game was in hand, and I should have had I should have pulled the audio, but I'll just tell you what he said. I tweeted this out. It was awesome. Yeah. Moj said he just leans into his microphone and tells so mad. He goes, apparently they don't like their state enough to live there, but they still support their team. Nice. That was Mark Moj on Wilds fans because they were getting all riled up down five two. Does he show any concern for his welfare when he travels to Minnesota to call a game? Seriously. As opinionated as he is. See, but that uh, Minnesota fans are nice. They're not gonna do anything crazy. Yeah. Do you remember that, that, you remember that drunk, crazy chick a couple years ago Plus going they, all berserk in the Pepsi Center stands? Yeah, they can't get outside. Some bad eggs. It's so damn cold out there, too. It's not like going to Buffalo to a Bills game. Every time I think of Minnesota fan, I think of that scene from Fargo where you're all bundled up, throw somebody in a wood chipper. <laughs> I mean, what else is there to do? I mean, let's uh, be totally honest. Uh, Matt says, remember the abs are without Comfort and Dragato, Varley, and Barry, so you can look at the bye week as good timing to get those guys There you go. Here. Exactly right. Okay. Thank you for that perspective. The week off's right. nice. Thank you for offering perspective without being hockey guy. All arrogant. And it's at exactly the midway point. It's perfect. In football, you always complain if your buy is too early or buy is too late. It's right smack dab in the middle. This is perfect. Jen says, don't hockey guy us all love hockey talk. Well, so do we. When the team's playing well, we'll give you hockey talk. Sorry. That's how it works in sports. Isn't that how it works? That, that's pretty much how it works. Or if the have, team have, have we mentioned the Broncos once on the show today? No. Not, I mean, here it is eight o'clock. We haven't mentioned the Broncos once. No, this I is did. How it I works. did. I mentioned them in my hot take because you're going to see some players tonight in the national yeah. championship game that might be Broncos. I'd, so we mentioned them once, and they're terrible. By the way, I'm watching Jacksonville Buffalo yesterday, and I'm thinking these are two playoff teams. The Broncos can't make the playoffs in a conference that these two get in? But hold on a second, James. You're watching that game knowing full well they have zero chance in the next round. That's the thing. Watching that playoff game is almost watching an exhibition game. That's how I felt. You're watching Blake Bortles throw the ball backwards at times. You're watching 
Tyrod Taylor run for his life, and you're thinking to yourself, whoever wins this game is going to get eliminated. Has in the next no round. shot. Exactly. They have absolutely so no shot. So what's the point? The AFC playoffs in the divisional round. I, 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 and I know it's Monday, and we're going to talk about it as the week goes on. Come up with a scenario where it's not New England, Pittsburgh, and the AFC title game. Come up with one. Eleven thirty-one says somebody needs to decorate Ryan Harris's desk and Av stuff. Was Ryan like pro wild? Oh yeah, he's mm-hmm. wild. Oh, someone's got to tell Ryan. So there's a there was a bet. Oh no no no. It, I listen and and I I like to take some of these ex athletes under my wing since I'm so old. I need to counsel him. The last thing you ever want to do in this business. I don't care where you're from. You do not go against the home team ever. Well, he's going to have to wear. The bet was if the Wild won, Moj had to do his show in a Wild sweatshirt today. Mm. If the Abs won, mm. Ryan has to do his show in a USC jersey. Today. I say you fire him. So, well, we'll have a meeting about it. That explains so much. This is why Moj was so Correct. nervous. I wish you had Correct. told me this an hour ago. Well, I figured you listened to his no. show. He talked about it 19 no, no, no. times you, you on Friday. You can't come up in here and, and you can't come up in here and rave about Stuff Minnesota. Going on. You can't rave about Minnesota up in here. You can't do it. You, you just can't. Okay? I don't have a problem with somebody that doesn't check their allegiance at the door. He's from Minnesota. I, you can't do it. I, I'm not going to allow that here. I'm not. I'm just not. Okay. We share the same microphone. Well, if he wears his USC jersey, the USC think, jersey today, I'm fine. I think it. it's grounds for firing. That's a fireball offense. Well, it's definitely a write-up. You got the Vic Lombardi show. We're back after this. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are at Golden State to take on the Warriors. Tip-offs at 8.30 with Free Game Show getting away at 8.05. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the most. And scores! Nathan Lieutenant Shortside! Home of the Cards. Get that one in by the Coleo! The Abs and Nuggets in Denver's All Sports Station. Altitude 950. And this thing is over! Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Well, again, we're, we're happy with where we're at, but the, you know, the most important hockey is still to come, you know? So, our, our motto kind of coming into this year was we had to be a team that started earning some respect from the league, um, that, that came to the rink every day to prove ourselves every day. And, and, and you know, that that can go away quickly, and, and you can also ride momentum. And so I think it's important that, that we we talk about being a process-oriented team and try to improve on our game. And Are we still visiting with Jared Bednar this week, even though it's a bye week? I hope so. Wednesday morning, 7.30, correct? Of course, yeah. I haven't heard otherwise. Jared comes correct. He's not going to mess around. Uh, On the text line, we're going to get to our Power 5 question of the day momentarily. Uh, 4746 says, I don't like that you don't care what I like or don't like about what you like or don't like. (laughs) That's very well done. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Somebody, we already read that one. Denver has five 24-hour sports talk stations. This is from Cuban Benny. If you don't care what Vic likes or hates, switch stations. Yeah, I mean, you could click over and listen to, you know, Bronco talk. Backup guard talk. Uh, let's see. If the crowd was always as lit it was as it was on Saturday night, the Avs would win 40 home games a year. Let me say something about that. All right, because I see both sides here. In whatever sport you play, you have to earn that. Okay, you just can't. You can't be a bad team and expect sellouts. You can't. Not you when you're, not when you're charging for admission. Yeah. So let me start there. Winning back the fans is exactly that. You have to win them back. 
But if you are winning and they don't show up, then it's on the fans. Agreed. I agree. Now, the fans showed up Saturday night for various reasons. It's the Minnesota Wild. The team is playing well. It's a Saturday night. And Milan Heyduk's numbers going up in the They rounds. had good crowds most of this homestand. Yes. Really good crowds. But, and they've come back quickly because, look, this was the worst team in the NHL last year. And and they've shown life. What and, do you expect? And then right? some. What do you expect? And people have come back pretty damn quickly. Speaking of Nuggets players, and I speak to them after every game, I can tell you it means a lot knowing that there are people up there and they're not rooting for the other team. It means a hell of a lot. It goes a long way. Uh, okay, I'm fine. But you know how you pack the building? Win. Don't lose to the Kings. Yeah. Win. I, I agree. I, I mean, I hate to oversimplify it, but if the Nuggets would roll off five straight wins mm-hmm. and not stub their toe against bad teams, you don't think the crowd would be better? You well, don't think there would be some buzz? Well, let me say this. Having said that, they they had been winning before, right? They They won a couple games. The crowd for the Utah game Friday night wasn't great. It was a pretty suspect crowd for a Friday night. And this team has been winning at home. I mean, they've up to that point, they only lost four games at home. And the crowd was pretty disappointing. Yeah, to and be it's Utah. And they just played Utah a week ago. That okay. was the game HW and I went to. Mm-hmm. It's that court side. It's, it's the Jason. roller it's the roller coaster though, right? It's the roller coaster. The abs right now, they're just they're just trending up. Correct. That's why people showed up. It's momentum, right? The the the, the ball we can't get the snowball rolling downhill for the Nuggets yet. We just can't. You know the fan base I feel sorry for most? The Buffalo Bills fan base. Mm. Did you see that video when they qualified for the playoffs that, it was awesome. that made the rounds it's viral and they're like all celebrating and everybody's so happy and it, oh my god I, I can die happy now they made the playoffs look at us Bills Mafia they're jumping on tables they're breaking tables they're breaking necks by the way that's crazy what yeah, a, what's your take on the Bills Mafia it's cr- they're, they're crazy they're crazy especially when they light the, the table on fire yeah. it's a little much it's, it's a little much okay whatever they can do whatever they want they have this great video all this momentum they have all these fans go down to Jacksonville and they score three points. <laughs> they score three, three points. points. And that's it. One and done. They're done. I mean, just imagine that. What is worse? That feeling or the Kansas City fan who's all, you know, arrogant and flexing muscle all season. Kansas City. We are the AFC West division champion. We have a home game. You know, we got Alex Smith balling. We got a backup who's ready to go. We're looking good. And you blow a 21-3 lead at home. It's Kansas City fan. Because I, I, I guarantee you, Buffalo fans are upset today. But it, they're like I was the day after the Rockies lost to the Diamondbacks in the playoffs, right? You're ticked. You're sitting there. You're trying to figure out if this would have happened, this would have happened, we'd still be playing. But when you give them a month, right, when the Super Bowl's over, Buffalo Bills fans will look back at this season and say, that was a lot of fun. That was a success. They'll remember the way they felt when Andy Dalton threw that touchdown on 4th and 12 against the Ravens to get them into the playoffs. They'll remember why they all donated 350000 total dollars to Andy Dalton's foundation, which is one of the cooler stories in, in sports in the last few months. Uh, good for Buffalo Bills fans. They'll feel good about it. A month from now, Chiefs fans won't feel good about this season. They won't. A lot of G's fans wondering if Andy Reid's the guy. I mean, did you see what happened to them in the second half once they lost? Who they lose? The tight end, um, Kelsey. Kelsey. They, they wouldn't give plan. the ball to Kareem yeah. Hunt. Yeah, they just yeah. Like, they didn't know what to do with their hands. They fell apart. Okay, but it, Chiefs fans so they want to get rid of Andy Reid. What were they doing before Andy Reid took that job? 
They want to go back to the Herm Edwards well, They're doing era? the same thing pretty much. They your, your stat that you gave us last week was amazing. The last Kansas City quarterback to win a home playoff game is? Joe Montana. Wow. Wow. Joe Montana. And I believe in that game, O.J. Simpson was on the sideline in his Bruno Mollies. Wow. Time now for our Power 5 question of the day. What can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. Printing an article where the father of an NBA player has an opinion that is that is printed as, as anything like legitimate erodes trust. It erodes the trust that we've built with ESPN, and our coaches are upset because uh, Luke Walton does not deserve that. And uh, to have to deal with these these kinds of ignorant distractions is, is deplorable. That's uh, Dallas coach Rick Carlisle going off on ESPN for uh, throwing that Big interview with LeVar Ball out there. Uh, he met with uh, Jeff Goodman. Is that his name? The ESPN reporter? From ESPN, yeah. They sent him out to Lithuania to track the Ball family, and they come back with this big story. LeVar Ball thinks that uh, Luke Walton should be fired as the Lakers coach. He's lost control of his team. Players don't listen to him anymore. Boom, boom, boom. This is out there, and and that's Rick Carlisle's reaction. It's Now, Carlisle took it a bit too far. It's not ESPN's job to cater to coaches in the league, okay? It's a partner in the league, but it, you can't tell ESPN how to cover things. My question is this, and I tweeted this over the weekend, and I'll ask you guys. What the hell is ESPN doing? Who at that organization decides with all these cuts in pay, in staff, how many people have they fired over the last year alone? 500? Okay, all this money, the tightening of the budget, who decides, yeah, we're going to send an entire crew to Eastern Europe to follow LeVar Ball and his boys in this Lithuanian league? Because we think this is riveting television. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we need the Our viewers demand this. Who decides that? Because whoever is, you have no idea what your viewers want. You're clueless. It's the same person that decides. Are you sure? Am I sure? Are you sure viewers don't want this? Are you watching it? No, but I can't, honestly, I can't remember the last time I watched SportsCenter. Are you watching, are you going to Other turn than the channel? on in here? Well, I, I'll ask, right now. I will ask all the people listening to this show right now. Will you turn the channel to ESPN to watch a day in the life of LeVar and his boys in Lithuania? Is that riveting no, television? No, for you? but the only thing I watch ESPN for, hmm. games, games and 30 for 30. But I'm just That's asking, who, who over there says, oh yeah. We are a step ahead. This is this is what the people want. Well, how many talk shows are they talking about this today? A lot. We're talking about the unrest from this, not the fact that they're... I'm not watching it. And I hate when people say, well, just by you talking about it and gives them... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about ESPN's decision to cover this. Why? What do you gain from it? Well, our Power 5 question angry. of the day is tied into your rant. What is the Power 5? We want to know on the Altitude 950 text line 30933, who's the person you're least interested in right now who gets a lot of media coverage? 30933. Let's keep politics out of it because there are people on both sides of the aisle. We all get it. But 30933, a person who gets a lot of media coverage right now you're not interested in. Our winner will go to the Colorado Mammoth and... Saskatchewan rush on Saturday, January 13th. That's where I fall right now. Why is it that LeVar Ball, who's in Lithuania with his other kids, why does his opinion on the Lakers coaching job even matter? Why why not talk to other fathers? How about Kyle Kuzma's dad? He's got uh, Julius Randle's dad. What about their fathers? Look, 
Does this surprise anyone? But it bothers you, me. You drafted Lonzo Ball. You knew LeVar Ball was connected to him. We all said it before the draft. How long until he's saying something critical of the coaching staff? Well, we made it to January 8th, and here it is. Luke he's trying Walton, to fire the coach. Luke Walton makes $5 million a year. Four years of that's guaranteed. He's going to walk with $20, $20 million for doing nothing if LeVar Ball gets him fired. Sorry. I mean... I'm supposed, I'm supposed to feel so, sorry for Luke Walton. No one says you're feeling sorry for Luke Rick Walton. Rick Carlisle did. I'm asking why even give him the platform? That would be like me going to North Korea, putting a mic in front of that dude's face and saying, what do you think of the U.S.? What do you think he's going to say? What do you think he's going to say? LeVar Ball makes headlines. LeVar Ball's why? outspoken. Why? Why? Because he's what outspoken. Is, he's outlandish. He's crazy with, okay. with things he says. Uh, if it's a ratings grabber, why didn't we send somebody to Lithuania? Why didn't Altitude? Woody Page on Twitter asked, why didn't Altitude send me? If it's such a big ratings grab, why isn't every organization going to Lithuania? You know why? Because it's BS. Look, my answer to the Power 5 question of the day is LeVar Ball. If I never saw him again, never heard another word from him, I'd be thrilled. I hate that he's on all the time. But I get it. We talk about it. People watch it. People want to know what's going on. They love the controversy. They love the drama. They love the story behind it. It was H.W. who asked me when the Nuggets played the Lakers and LeVar Ball, if he were in a, in attendance, would I interview him? Why? Why? I've come around to your thinking Why? on that. For what? What's he going to give me? Well, we know what you're going to get from him. He we, might say something that what? ends up being a bite that is on every one of these and get, shows. And then, then you know exactly why you're doing it. You just want to be on those shows. Okay. Fine. That's what people are trying to do. That's a business decision. Great buzz. Pepsi Center's lit right now. It's going to be lit Saturday. Mammoth and the Saskatchewan Rush, 30933. Who are you sick of? We'll send our favorite one of the game. You got the Vic Lombardi Show, the Harvester, Joel Dreesen, coming up at the bottom of the hour right here on Altitude 950. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. Kevin Faulness from Minnesota is our guest here with the Mark Mosier Show on Altitude 950. We've got some suggestions for you, though, Kevin. Before we let you go, we certainly appreciate uh, you coming on to the show today. Uh, yeah, here's one from the 307. Trent from Littleton, Minnesota, the land of 10,000 people moving to Colorado each day because the weather sucks. That's a pretty good one. That's a new slogan they can use there. Uh, Minnesota State, uh, hockey state, but still can't win a cup. That's, that's a pretty good one there, right? Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it is a pretty good one. I thought so, too. Uh, Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. 
and also visit us online at lamars.com. That's lamars.com, where we have simply a better donut. Open Thursday through Sunday, the International Sportsman's Expo at the Colorado Convention Center. Everyone's welcome at Colorado's largest outdoor show. The ISE has it all. Fishing, hunting, and all the gear you need to get outdoors in Colorado and around the world. Show opens at noon on weekdays, 10 o'clock on the weekend. Your life outdoors starts at the ISE. The Sportsman's Expo, open Thursday through Sunday at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From routine scheduled maintenance, computerized alignments, to shocks and struts, we do it all. Did you hit a curb? Come in for a free alignment check. Mention this ad and get a computerized alignment for only $60. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. When America says give me a break, America comes to Brakes Plus. At KeyBank, we believe financial wellness is all about taking small steps. Financial wellness means spending your money wisely and being aware of your spending. KeyBank's financial wellness tool not only makes it so that I can track my spending, but I can see what I'm spending my money on. I feel more conscious of what I'm spending, and I feel like I have the reins more than I did before. If you want to take your first steps to financial wellness, use the red key. KeyBank. Member FDIC. The Altitude 950 traffic update. A delay making your approach on northbound I-25 to Ridgegate Parkway because of an earlier accident. There was an earlier one at Lincoln Avenue as well. Traffic is brought to you by the Rock and Roll Marathon Series. Southbound I-25 running extremely slow behind a crash south of 104th, clearing off the right side of the highway. Rock and Roll Marathon Series is gearing up for 2018. Don't miss the best-in-class running experience where everything you love about running comes together. Register now, runrockandroll.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. 6.6 seconds left, and that's going to be your final score. They don't even have to get it across half court here. Two seconds, one, and there's the horn. Nuggets give up 40 points off of 25 turnovers, never led in the ball game, and lose in Sacramento tonight by a final of 106 to 98. Bad loss. No other way to cut a bad loss by the Nuggets Saturday night in Sacktown. Sacramento without its two veterans, Zach Randolph, George Hill, and they still beat the Nuggets. I had a ranking that I came up with Saturday, the worst losses of the Nuggets season thus far. I've got the Philly loss at home, number one. That Sacramento loss, number two, and the loss at Indiana when they were up late and gave it away, number three. It's uh, it's troubling that you can have that list. And HW added the two Minnesota games to that list, which you I understand the caveat you had in that of, well, they had to scramble to get back in those games, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But that's too many games less than halfway through the season that are bad losses. What about the season opener at Utah? There's another one. Mm, they were they went a lot seven minutes mm-hmm. without scoring or whatever. Yeah, you know, on a season opener, you never know if a team's ready. I'll, I'm not going to put that one on them as much as these other games. The Philly loss at home, though. Come on, the Sacramento loss. Come on, Here, uh, Sa- Sacramento's a bad team. Dude. What about losing at Dallas? Again, Dallas at that point was becoming much improved. Dallas since the beginning of the season, after the first month, are a different team. Different here's, team. Here's why it frustrates me. Because even without Paul Millsap, the Nuggets are pretty darn good. And they just keep giving away games they should win that at some point are going to come back to bite them. 
Because does this not feel just like last year when we got well, to the end of the year and we were, we were listing the eight games that they could have won and made the playoffs? Here's why. And I agree with you. Because for me, and maybe I have higher expectations, maybe I'm the jerk in the room here, but to me, making the playoffs for the Nuggets, that isn't enough. I want I want the five or four seed in the playoffs. Because if you make the playoffs as the eight seed, what does that get you? Uh, four games against the Warriors. If you make the playoffs as the seven seed, what what does that get you? Four games against the Rockets. You're done. Six seed gets you four games against the Spurs. Maybe I wa- five. I want a fighting chance is what I'm asking. Well, and, well, here's why else it's frustrating, though, Vic. There's three really good teams in the West, right? We all know who the top three teams are. Are you telling me the Nuggets can't be the fourth best team in the West? I think they can be. Some nights they play like it. Others night, other nights they play like they're not even a playoff team. It's That's just, what we saw in It Sacramento. just makes me mad when the door is open. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is walk through the door. It's open. And you trip and fall and stumble and don't make it through that. I mean, That's Oklahoma frustrating. City. Yeah, Oklahoma City lost to Phoenix last night. Mm. Oklahoma City lost to Phoenix last night. To, to your point, Manchester. I just I think they can be the fourth seed. I think they can be the five seed. And for them to not just seize the moment and and take it, 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 it is frustrating. And here's the other part: the Abs are doing it now, right? The five straight wins get a little buzz going here. You, you said the Broncos the and confidence. stink. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to talk about the Broncos. They're awful. You have a chance to capture the city's attention for a few months until opening day. From now until opening day for the Rockies, April sixth. When they play their first home game down at Coors Field, it's open season. Someone ga- capture the attention of the the Denver sports fan, and the Nuggets could do it oh. because the Avs are a great story and they're playing great and they're exciting. But right now, the Nuggets have potential to be better in their conference and more of a threat in the playoffs than the Avs do, and they just keep falling down instead of walking through the door. A couple observations I want to make about Saturday night's game in Sacramento, and Bill Henslick said it best. When I found out that Zach Randolph and George Hill were not going to go for the Kings, I automatically said on air, oh, great break, big break for the Nuggets. Henslick said, no, 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 that's not a break. That's going to hurt them. I go, why? He goes, watch. Watch. Why do you think it hurt the Nuggets not having those two players? They take their foot off the gas. Yeah. They, they think, oh, this yep. will be easy. Yep, yep, yep. And that's a Michael that's, Malone said the same thing. And that's yep. what happens to a young. You're not team. good enough yet. You're not. You're not good enough to take your foot off the gas. Fine. Any time during the season. Fine. How many times do you have to learn that lesson? I know. Well, here's what here's what troubled me a bit watching the game Saturday night. And let's again, we're hard on the Nuggets because our expectations are higher than they were a year ago, and that's a good thing. So anybody listening that might get offended by this, understand that's a good thing. When you're hard on your teams, rejoice, all right? Because apathy is the worst. Let me say this about the Nuggets. Turnovers excluded because they gave it away 26 times. I saw one player in that game, and you guys didn't watch it as closely as I did, one player who wanted to be there, who wanted to compete, and who played all out from beginning to end. That was Jamal Murray. If every single Denver Nugget played with the tenacity and intensity and fire of Jamal Murray, they would have won back that game by 30 points. Anybody else who watched will understand what I just said, and you'll agree. Now, he gave the ball up. He turned it over. Uh, he didn't have many assists. But I'm talking about just the want to, the playing hard aspect that comes to basketball. If they played as hard as Jamal Murray that night, they win by 30. Part two of this problem, something's going on with Nikola Jokic, and they got to find out what it is. He, he is not the same. And I know that other teams are 
playing him differently. They're double-teaming him at times. They're forcing him to pass the ball. But I want so badly for Nikola Jokic to say, screw that, I'm the star of this team. When I get the ball, I'm shooting first, passing second. I know that's not in his nature, and I hear people say, well, you know, as long as he gets other... No, 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 no. He needs to shoot the ball first. Because if he shoots first, the passes will be more free. He'll be able to find the open cutters. Shoot first, pass second. He has to do that. Why is he not? Because he says he's being double teamed, that teams are playing him differently, and he's going to get it to the open guy. Well, if they're double teaming him, then yeah, it should lead to open shots. It's not it working. It should. It did. Well, again, he struggled because he shot, I think, three of ten from the field Saturday night. The, the night before that, he shot three of twelve from the field. Something's going on there, and it's got to be fixed. He has to be your best player. Has to. I, I don't know. I don't know that he is. And we, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and we both think Gary Harris. You, you've changed it to most, most indis- indispensable player. player. Mm-hmm. I think he's the. I think Jamal Murray has the chance to be the best player well, on this roster. The fact roster. that we cannot identify who the best player is here, we are mid January almost. That's not good. Well, the fact that you just said if everybody would have played as hard as Jamal Murray, they would have won by thirty on on Saturday. Tells me Jamal Murray is the best player on this team. He's the hardest. He showed up. He's the hardest. He was on the floor, dude. Late in the game, Sacramento had a layup, one of those concession layups. Nope. He blocked it. He hustled back. Nope. I mean, he does exactly what I want out of a player. Competitive to the last second. Exactly. He takes it personally. Exactly. Not enough guys on that team take it personally. There's not enough guys on that team who got on the plane that night and were ticked that they lost to freaking Sacramento. You have to have the mindset, if I'm going to bother to go to Sacramento, I might as well get a freaking win in Sacramento. That needs to be your mindset. Not and, only uh, that, because you know you're playing at Golden State the next game. Exactly. You know what's coming well, up tonight. And, and that's what makes it so frustrating is they, they were able to get motivated for that Portland-Golden State back-to-back or whatever it was, and they went to an O, and we sat here and said that's the best road trip for the Nuggets in forever. And then they go to Sacramento and lose. So we know they are talented enough to win these games. It's not even close. If you can go to Golden State and win by 20, why can't you go to Sacramento and win by 30? Lack of effort and lack of professionalism are unacceptable. Our Power 5 question of the day was what? The person you're least interested in who gets a ton of media coverage right now in honor of LeVar Ball driving Vic crazy. 30933 is the Altitude 950 text. Uh, Sam says he's sick of Ryan Braun. Uh, Jennifer says, I'm sick of UCF, Central Florida, declaring themselves national champs. The real one will be crowned tonight. Go dogs. Oh, really? Jennifer. The real one will be crowned tonight, both of which lost to Auburn? UCF beat Auburn. Uh, this is my favorite text regarding this topic, 4550. I'm sick of Subaru Outbacks in North Denver going five miles under the speed limit, never knowing where they're going. You're so right. What are you doing? It's yep. just people in Subaru Outback? Yes, just those cars. Only the Outback. With the ski racks and no skis on it. These ginormous ski racks all the time. You know, these ski racks. I don't even get me started on ski racks. You got the Lombardi Show. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com.
C3Adjusters.com. Scott Aces here. Urology cancers, including prostate, kidney, and bladder, are among the top 10 cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantage Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. Tune in tonight on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets look for a win on the road against the Golden State Warriors. Three games start tonight at 7.30 p.m. with tip-off at 8.30 p.m. Check us out on the web at altitudesports.com for channel numbers in your area. And don't forget to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for game previews and exclusive interviews with your favorite Nuggets players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The Altitude 950 traffic update. A crash clearing southbound I-25 south of Hamden off to the right shoulder, still slowing up traffic from the Washington Street Bridge. Traffic is brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life. Stop and go speeds eastbound I-270 between I-25 and York. And watch for an accident clearing off freeway here on north of the Thornton Parkway. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. And the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs with a touchdown for Kansas City. <laughs> who, who was that calling that game again? Sean McDonough. Oh, that is great. And the play didn't even count, right? No. It was a uh, fumble return for a touchdown that didn't count, and he went all prepubescent on us. Oh, that's the wor- I'm feeling that way right now. I'm starting to lose my voice. It's the worst feeling in the world when you start to lose your voice. Let's go to the hotline, and we welcome in the harvester, Joel Dreesen, former Bronco. Joel, did you enjoy some uh, football watching over the weekend like the rest of us? Yeah, I thoroughly enjoy playoff football. Just the intensity of the games, every play, uh, its magnitude is, is so important. Really, really love Wild Card Weekend. Settle a bet for me, would you please? Because I made, um, I, I sent a tweet regarding Cam Newton, and I said, God, man, I'd love to have him as a quarterback here. Uh, in in respect to the other quarterbacks available, let's let's just look at the available quarterbacks out there: Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins. Um, even if one of those Minnesota guys becomes available, of all those guys, compared to Cam Newton, wouldn't you rather have Cam Newton as your QB? Would you be insane not to? 
100%. I'll take Cam all day, every day, over every one of those. Well, then why is he so hated by not by the Bronco fans? I, I put that out there, and people are like, no way, poor sport. No, no, he's a prima donna, this and that. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, poor sport or not, the dude can flat out ball. Uh, is there holes in his games? Does he lack some accuracy and some touch on his passes? Yeah, sure, but the, he's a freakish special athlete to watch, uh, a tremendous competitor. He cares a lot. Uh, some of his antics, they wear me the wrong way just because, uh, you know, I was never never one to, to be like that, to showboat or pout really bad after a loss. Uh, that is a bad look in my opinion, but you cannot deny that he's a, an exceptional NFL quarterback. I was all aboard the Tyrod Taylor train. I really was. I thought he'd be a good um, opportunity for the Broncos. I've scratched him off the list after watching that playoff game uh, between Jayville and Buffalo. Both of those quarterbacks were awful, simply awful. Yeah, that game, thinking about that game, that was the weakest game of all weekend, Jacksonville and Buffalo. That was that was not fun to watch. I mean, Jacksonville's defense is special. It really did remind me of the 2015 Broncos defense. And if, if they can get more out of their offense and Blake Bortles can play just a little bit better, uh, I, I have a feeling Jacksonville could actually make some noise with that defense. They fly around. They, they're really good. What is wrong with Bortles? I mean, he just looks like he's nervous out there. That's exactly what I thought, too. I mean, he looks like he's really thinking about every single throw. His his release is really slow. You can tell he's trying to make everything perfect. He's he's really walking through all of his mechanics, trying to uh, trying to make throws perfect. He's overthinking things, it looks like to me. But, uh, yeah, he was really, really inaccurate. Um, made some plays with his legs down the stretch, which was crucial. But uh, he needs to throw the football better. Does Jacksonville have any hope whatsoever in Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean they've already gone up there and won earlier in the season. I know regular right. season is different, but I forgot about that. I think that yeah, I think that Jacksonville has a legit chance if they can uh, play defense the way they did against Buffalo. Now, don't get me wrong, Pittsburgh's offense with Big Ben and Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown and and those cats—that's an entirely different animal than than uh, Tyrod Taylor and the Buffalo Bills offense, but. I think Jacksonville's defense will give them a chance into the fourth quarter, but then Big Ben is going to do his thing, and they'll pull away. Joe, let's talk about that other AFC matchup we saw over the weekend. And I know it sucked to be a Broncos fan this year. Listen, they uh, underperformed. But if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you make the postseason, (laughs) you win the division, you grab a 21-3 lead at home, and then you vomit all over yourself. I mean, I I would almost contend it's worse to be a Chiefs fan right now after what happened. It's unacceptable. I, I I. when halftime in that game happened, I looked over to my wife and I said, listen, Andy Reid and the Chiefs have a history of taking the pedal off the gas in the second half. This is going to end up being a close game, I promise you. I, I should have tweeted it so it was but documented. You, you, said this to your, you said this to your wife? Most husband-wife yeah, conversations just, don't go about these lines. I mean, I, I never turn to my wife and, and tell her about a second half of a game. I, we're usually talking about where we're eating and if we're going to Skate City with the kids. That is what you delivered your wife at halftime. Yeah, I said Andy Reid has a history of taking the foot off the gas. And his teams, for whatever reason, when they have a lead, they always end up in a tight ball game. That's what's going to happen. And sure as heck it did. I mean, did the officials have a lot to do with that? Yeah, probably. But uh, it was still the Chiefs had a meltdown at home. They didn't deserve to win that ball game. Uh, really impressed with the Titans' resolve. Uh, I mean, they they couldn't catch passes either all day long. Decker had a bad drop. Delaney Walker had some bad drops. But Mariota kept battling. I loved, loved, loved the heart 
that he plays with. Didn't you like Mariota, Victor? Dude, when he had that lead block to seal the deal and Derrick Henry went sweep left and he was blocking the linebacker out there, dude, I, I, I was thinking of you. That's a harvester play right there. Yeah, and for him to catch the batted ball and go dive into the end zone, throw himself a touchdown pass, it, it just reminded me yeah. so much. Maryland's going to hate this, but it reminded me of Van Pelt. Van <laughs> Pelt once went, he was like one for seven in a preseason game I played with him, and the only completion was was to himself, a batted ball right to himself, and he catches that thing, snatches it out of the air, and like trucks the linebacker for a first down. It was great. Having said that, Tennessee's got no chance in Foxborough next week. None. Zero. I, uh, I mean, they're going to have to play better defense. Mario, if they can get that running game going, I mean, New England will give up some yards on the ground. Uh, if they can get Derrick Henry trotting like he, he did, 190 yards from scrimmage, that's yeah. an impressive playoff performance. That reminds me of Terrell Davis back in the day. I will, here, I'm so confident that Tennessee's got no chance. I know you're an avid hunter, an outdoorsman. I will allow you to take me to your ranch in Texas, let me free, and then hunt me down. I will let you hunt me for an entire weekend if Tennessee wins that game. All right, I'll, I will take that bet. That'll be fun. The most dangerous game. Do you think you're elusive enough to find your way and survive? I would just, I would just get outside on the street somewhere and hitchhike on my way back home. That's what I would do. Oh, we gotta uh, lay out some rules if we're gonna do this. Uh, we got the uh, harvester, Joel Dreesen. All right, uh, so Alex Smith is obviously done in Kansas City. What do you think the chances are they let him walk to a division rival? If the Broncos are interested, would the Chiefs allow it? That would be really stupid, don't you think? I mean, the Chiefs have been the biggest beneficiary of the Broncos not having any stability at the quarterback position. Why would they send a, a veteran quarterback who's been really good for them to a division rival and, and basically help the Broncos with their biggest glaring weakness right now? That would be really stupid of Kansas City. I think there's zero chance they trade him to Denver. I don't care what the Broncos offer him. All right, uh, your, your thoughts quickly on the NFC picture. I, I, the game of the day, I really enjoyed that uh, New Orleans uh, Panthers game. And, again, we, we, we opened the show with Cam Newton, but Drew Brees, as old as he is, continues to produce. That dude is just a machine. I love seeing good offense. I, I love seeing good offense in football. I love seeing Drew Brees do his thing, make beautiful throws on the run. Really a special player for a long time. And then, obviously, the back and forth between him and Cam and just everything about that game was, was, was really good. I, I think the Saints, man, that Saints-Minnesota game, that's going to be good. The Saints, they already went up to Minnesota earlier this season and lost. Am I right? I, I'm going to have to check on that. But I believe they've already played in Minnesota this year because they had that whole Adrian Peterson giving uh, Sean Payton a dirty look on the sideline because he wasn't mm-hmm. getting rock enough. So there was something that went down. I don't remember who won or lost, but... The Saints are rolling right now. I, I, I'm not quite a, on the Case Keenum bandwagon yet. He's put together a remarkable season. Um, but to me, he reminds me of, of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick throughout his career would find a way to play good when his back was against the wall, and then he'd get a payday, and then he'd go back to throw, throw 25 interceptions a season. So uh, that just that's how Case Keenum makes me feel. So I'm, I'm not sure if he's going to – be able to really rise up in the playoffs. You know what, Joel? I'll leave you with this. It's still a quarterback's league. And if you look at the matchups of quarterbacks here uh, this weekend, you've got in the NFC, Drew Brees, 12 playoff starts, going against Case Keenum, Case Keenum, zero starts. Matt Ryan, and I think Atlanta is the favorite now in the NFC, nine playoff starts. Nick Foles, one. In the AFC, Roethlisberger, 20. Blake Bortles, one. And then, of course, 
You got the Patriots and Titans. Tom Brady, 34 playoff starts. Marcus Mariota, one. Put it in the books. The more experienced quarterbacks will advance in the NFL playoffs. That's my take. All right. Yeah, I think you're probably accurate with all of that. I mean, there is no no value we can put on no on the experienced quarterback that knows how to win in the postseason. That that player is the difference maker 100 percent of the time. I, I want your Super Bowl matchup prediction right now, Victor. Who's it going to be? God, I I I'm going to go with the Keebs pick in the NFC. I, I think New Orleans will represent the NFC, and I'll go with the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC, only because I just want to see it end. I want to see it end. And you know what? I want it to end in New England, and this could be it. This could be the dagger in the heart for Belichick and company. It could be the season that sets them apart. That really Maybe Belichick becomes the Giants head coach next year. Did you hear those rumors? Yeah, I did read that. But, I mean, Kraft came out and snuffed him pretty fast. He said yeah. There's a 0.0% chance that Belichick leaves. That's what he's paid to do. All right, Harvester. Hey, listen, I just got word. HW told me that today at Mile High Stadium, they're taking down the sports authority signs. They're taking them down. I'm going to show up with my ratchet set, a couple crescent wrenches. I'm going to help the cause, my man. If you want to join me, I'll be there right after the show. You wouldn't even know what to do with those tools. You're darn right I wouldn't know what to do with them. I don't even know what a ratchet set is. I was just told that's what it's used. I, what, the ratchet set's the one that makes the noise, right? That's the one that makes the noise exactly. when you turn it? Okay. Yep. I don't even have one. Joel, thanks for your time, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep. Joel yep. Dreesen, former Bronco, the harvester. Man, that's great. So what time are they taking those signs down? Like now? Yeah, so a few things we need to get to here quickly, Vic. Nikki Javala says the Sports Authority signs at the Broncos Stadium will begin to come down today. You and I both heard Joe Ellis talk. It sounded like it's going to be a bit of a process. So I wouldn't expect to drive by at this time tomorrow and they're all gone. I think this could be a little bit of a project. I mean, those are some big signs. There's a lot of them. What project? How hard can it take? Just, again, go up there with the ratchets, start unscrewing the damn screws, and let it fall. How many sports authority signs are there, though? It can't be that hard. I put together a freaking, I put together a bed, a twin bed over the weekend. It cannot be harder than that. All right, well, we'll keep an eye on it. One more thing that I want to get your thoughts on real quick here, Vic. Do you know what the Saints' path to Lombardi is in terms of where they will play their football games? Yeah, you tweeted this yesterday. It's weird. It's at New Orleans this weekend. They just won. Now they go to Mini, correct? Mm-hmm. If they win that game, they'll be the home team in the next one back home in New Orleans. Assuming Atlanta beats Philly, which a okay. lot of people assume they That's will. That's the assumption. Yeah. And then back to Mini. That's crazy. So to win the Lombardi Trophy, there's a decent chance New Orleans would go New Orleans mini, New Orleans mini. Fun little travel schedule. Up next, our morning sugar fix with Marty O right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. This week's vacation is the International Sportsman's Expo. Try the gear, buy the trips, meet the pros at the Colorado Convention Center, January 11th through the 14th. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Here's your National Western Stock Show update, brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. Tonight's featured event in the Coliseum is the Denver Shootout PBR Bull Riding Semifinals. Plus, your grounds admission includes free kids' activities, livestock shows, and Colorado's largest Western trade show with acres of food and shopping. Tickets and info at nationalwestern.com. This National Western Stock Show update is brought to you by Lifetime Windows and Siding. Great windows at a fair price. Call 1-800-GET-WINDOWS or go online to lifetimewindowscolorado.com today. 
Tune in tonight on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets look for a win on the road against the Golden State Warriors. Three games start tonight at 7.30 p.m. with tip-off at 8.30 p.m. Check us out on the web at AltitudeSports.com for channel numbers in your area. And don't forget to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for game previews and exclusive interviews with your favorite Nuggets players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From batteries to fluid flushes, even engine diagnostics, we do it all. New year, same car. Get a free annual checkup. Plus, we offer a free shuttle to work or home. Mention this ad for $25 off brake pads or shoes. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Brakes Plus. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Overall, traffic is moving along at good speeds. Traffic is brought to you by the T.J. Martell Foundation, although one big exception with an accident clearing southbound I-25 approaching Hamden that's backed up traffic to the Washington Street Bridge. And watch for activity at the end of the ramp, westbound C-470 to eastbound I-70. Join the T.J. Martell Foundation in the fight against leukemia, cancer, and AIDS. Your support helps facilitate cutting-edge research that will lead to more effective treatment and save more lives. Visit tjmartell.org to learn more. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Got the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950, periscoping live on Altitude 950 via Twitter, at Vic Lombardi. Thank you for those watching around the world. Somebody in Canada just tuning in. Thank you. This is Hockey Town, by the way. After five straight W's, it's Hockey Town. Uh, on the text line, 30933. I heard someone who does the same type stuff at Coors Field, taking down signs there. The cost for the sports authority sign to come down, 30 G's a letter. What? 30 G? Really? That can't come be on. right. I'm doing for man. three G's a letter. Come on, dude. Come on. That's not right. I mean, come what on. Are you... What's the value of the sign? You reuse the letters? You take no. it somebody, somebody I again, I will I will gladly take the sign. Well, and if you're just joining us, as we learned in the last segment, Nikki Javala from the Denver Post is reporting the signage starts coming down today. And listen, I don't want I don't want to get this all wrong. I I feel sad because Sports Authority was a Denver company, right? It used to be Garp Brothers. It yeah. became Sports Authority. Yeah. I don't I don't celebrate the fact that that, that company went bankrupt. Nor it is the I. nature of uh of internet sports now. People are buying their crap online and it's killing all these companies. Retail is tough. Exactly right. Especially in that, in that field. So I don't like the fact sports authority has to come off, but I hate even more the fact it took two years to remove a defunct company from the stadium front. That's but, just, that's just unbelievable. I, I agree, but don't you think now we should just give them credit for doing the right thing? Yes. We, uh, we can't beat them up for, it took yes. them two years to make the decision. 
At least they're finally doing the right thing. Let me help is all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, 3849, listen to this text. Yeah, no thanks to Cam Newton. He's a bedwetting frontrunner um, seven years into his career, and he's the same quarterback. Also, you have to be willing to run his college offense. Is a reason why the Panthers don't invest in wide receivers because they're about as useful as a screen door on a submarine in his offense. Yeah, that pass he threw on the opening drive that was a dart yeah, that, out that got dropped that should yeah. have been an easy touchdown. That out route, by the way, uh, in the uh, second half on the outside, that was about a 40-yard laser. That Yeah, that doesn't happen in a college Listen, off. If Man, you, dude, I, if, if you wouldn't take Cam Newton on your team, you're drunk. You don't know anything yeah. about football. You're drunk. You you're don't. Drunk. What would, if, don't change a single thing about the Broncos, okay? Same inept coaching staff. Yeah. Same exact roster, same hodgepodge offensive line. Only difference, Cam Newton's on that roster this year. Who wins the AFC West? The Broncos with double-digit wins. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't, and I get it. You may not, you might not like the guy personally. All right. You may not like his Why? attitude. You may, whatever. You may think he's too flamboyant. You may think his wardrobe is ridiculous. Oh you may God. not like the way he reacts in press conferences. You may not like the fact he kneels during the huddle. Whatever. I don't care what it is. If you're going to tell me, you're not taking Cam Newton because of all those reasons. You don't know football. Listen, I know Cam Newton got in trouble. Where was he originally? Florida State before he went to Auburn. There was something back was with a was, laptop. I want to when say. he was 17 or 18 years old. Since then, when's the last time Cam Newton got in trouble? He doesn't. Has Cam Newton been arrested? Did Cam Newton pull a Greg Hardy? What is the beef with Cam it, Newton? He it, wears flamboyant it, hats at press conferences. It, it, it just cracks me up. So this texter three eight four nine. So if I told you that the Broncos had a chance to land Cam Newton for, for some unbeknownst reason, the Panthers would trade him. You'd say no. You you you'd take a shot at Kirk Cousins over Cam Newton. That really? would be asinine. Really? Think think about this for a second. You would take Kirk Cousins over Cam Newton. I want you to sit on that. I want you to drink that in. I want you to. Drink it in and consider what you're saying. That team has no running game at all. Troy Aikman mentioned this yesterday during the broadcast. If you took Cam Newton's rushing stats out, they're the 31st ranked rushing team in the league. They can't run the football. They have pedestrian wide receivers. They traded away their they best wide away receiver. They traded their best guy midseason. They have a really good tight end, and they have a running back that's great out of the backfield catching the ball. Christian McCaffrey and Greg Olson are two pretty good weapons. But... Cam Newton yesterday, they should have been up 14 to nothing, and instead it was 3 nothing because guys couldn't catch the football. Cam Newton yesterday, I thought was terrific. I, again, I, I shake my head. I, I send that out there and people, nothing but hate, 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 hate. Did you watch the Broncos this season? Did you watch that? You know, I was watching that game. Did anybody watch the season? Watching that, that New Orleans Carolina game, the comment I made to the folks I'm watching it with was, isn't it fun to watch a team throw the ball downfield? Mm. You forget what that what that's yeah. like. I mean, Drew Brees and Cam Newton chucked the ball more than four yards down the Maestros. field. Maestros. It's, Maestros. It's a pleasure to watch. Yeah. Drew Brees threw a pass where he threw it deep and it was back shoulder and it went out of bounds. I'm like, that would have been the most exciting play in almost any Bronco game. It was incomplete. Mm. It just, we, we didn't see any of that. I would take Cam Newton any day of the week. Twice on Sunday. You're a sane human being. It's 8.51. Give me some sugar. sugar. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo. Sugar slam. Shake that. 
Hold on, Marty. I got to read this real quick. Denver sports guys, what are you guys talking about? You've trashed Trevor and Paxton for their lack of leadership abilities. Newton has zero leadership ability too. Make up your mind. Screw that. Are you blind? What do you mean he has zero leadership ability? You see him control the huddle? Control the game? What are you talking about? What are, what are you basing that he's not a leader? What are you basing that on? You just don't like him personally, and you're letting that sway your judgment. Just admit it. And I don't understand why you don't like him personally. I don't. He's great in the community. He's not good. He's great in the community. And 9599, the real question is, why are you talking about such a ridiculous hypothetical situation? It is very hypothetical, because it bothers me. That people can't look past their dislikes for someone's personality. It bothers me. Well, Just real, look at the football. Real quick, you guys know why you don't like him, right? Or why these people don't like him. Because of Super Bowl 50. Because of yeah, Super Bowl whatever, 50. The way man. he carried himself that week the and the way he carried won. himself post-game. Yeah. I'll the take him tomorrow. Tomorrow. Go ahead, Marty. make any friends leaving that post-game press conference earlier. Oh, my no. God. All right, former host of the newlywed game, Bob Eubanks, turns 80. You guys watch the newlywed game? I oh, yeah. love That was the That's funniest so funny. game show out there, man. That was so place good. you've ever had whoopee. Exactly. <laughs> Made whoopee. Yeah. yeah. You I, know what? It's funny because they got away with a lot of stuff on that show that normally you oh wouldn't yeah. see on television. Oh, yeah. All right, 1955, Georgia Tech beats Kentucky, ending Kentucky's 130 home game or 130-game uh, home win streak. What sport are we talking about? I'm sorry, basketball. Oh. So on this day in 1955? 1955, yeah. 130. That's a long win streak. Who, who beat Ten him? years of not losing at home. Georgia Tech. 59 to 58. Did DT play that day? Uh, no, he was uh, out with a sore hammy. I think the uh, the freshman <laughs> for Arizona was a player on that team. That dude looks like he's 62 years old. He'll be a first-round pick. He might be the first pick in the draft. What a player he is. All right, I don't know anything about this, but as I was reading about it, it was kind of funny. 1992, George H.W. Bush had a bout with the flu when he was in Japan and puked on the uh, yeah. Japanese prime minister's lap. He, like, passed out. He, yeah, was, he, passed he was sitting out up at the dais, and he, he threw up, and then he passed out. It That's looked awkward. like he was having a heart attack or something. Like, it was a scary moment. Mm -hmm. And then he got up, and then he waved, and he apologized and everything. That's a bad place to puke on the prime minister's lap. I think yesterday, I saw the tweet. I think it was George and Barbara's, like, 73rd anniversary. Something crazy wow, like that. Wow, good for yeah. them. And he's got a good middle name, too. You know, that whole H.W. H thing he's got going on? That yeah. works. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Hockey, uh, hockey Will George. <laughs> All right, 2000, it's always fun when uh, big players get a catchy nickname. So 18 years ago today, the Music City Miracle took place. Here's the call from that. Going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, he pitches it. it back to Wycheck. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. 30, he's 40. got something. He's got it. In zone. Touchdown, Titans! There are no flags on the field! Tennessee has pulled a miracle! They beat the Bills in that game, so... Still think he threw good. it forward. I don't. I know you watch it live, and you're like, oh, it's clearly forward. And then you watch the replay, he threw it backwards. I, it was remarkable. That was Wade Phillips on the uh, sideline for the Bills. Nick, li coach. little trivia for you, and you just heard it. Who were the three Titans who were prominently involved in that play? Uh, the tight end who can I play? threw the pass. Can I play? Sure. What was his name? The tight end. Frank Wycheck. That's right. Frank Wycheck threw the pass. Who the caught full, the ball? Fullback. He was a fullback? I thought he was an H-back tight end. No, Wycheck was a tight end. Yeah. The fullback so, was first. Lorenzo Neal caught it first. Lorenzo Neal caught and it and the handed it to Wycheck. It. I don't remember the receiver. Kevin Dyson. Kevin Dyson. Who wow. came up one yard short, right? What do you mean? Correct. In the Super Bowl. That wasn't that year, though. Was it? Pretty sure it was. 
And, and the Titans come up one yeah, yard yeah, yeah, short yeah. against oh, the, the St. Louis the Rams. Ram, yeah, the Rams linebacker makes the tackle. When mm-hmm. Steve mm-hmm. McNair almost single-handedly got them down there for the tying score, and they came up one yard short. Mm-hmm. Ah, they shouldn't have been there. And then that makes it into the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks when Helen Hunt's tell him, hey, here's what you missed when you were on the island. We went to the Super Bowl. We lost by a yard. Oh, that is a really small detail in Castaway. Well, let I, me know. He's a details guy. 2013, this actually happened on January 4th, but it's still fun to make fun of the Chiefs and Andy Reid. <laughs> Chiefs were up 38-10, then Andrew Luck took over. Oh. And the turning moment of the game was when the Colts were on the goal line. Luck hands it to Donald Brown. Brown fumbles. Luck picks it up and just slams it right in the end zone. Really lucky TD. Kind of reminds me of Marcus Mariota throwing it to himself. And then uh, running in for the touchdown. You know, all these people giving Cam Newton flack. What has Andrew Luck done? Does that be hurt? What has Andrew Luck done compared to Cam Newton? Well, he hasn't gone. I mean, Cam Newton's been to a Super Bowl. Andrew Luck's been to some AFC title games. I was in Vegas for that game. And I know, you know, my personal gambling stories are about as interesting as my fantasy football team. But I hammered Indianapolis with the second half mm-hmm. line. Boy, that was a great double dip. I remember that this weekend. <laughs> 2009, Beast Mode was born. This is when he made that 67-yard run, and he broke seven tackles and had a wicked stiff arm on Tracy Porter. And uh, let's hear the uh, sound from that. Oh, look at this run. What a run. Marshawn Lynch. Still on his feet. Has blockers now. He's dancing his way for the touchdown. He does run hard, man. And that was the best run I've ever seen from a running back in that capacity, running hard. How about the crowd in the background of that? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the game where they said it showed up like on Richter scales? I think right, it was yeah. called the Beast Quake, right? right. I've been yeah. there. I've been in that stadium. It is the loudest outdoor stadium I've ever heard. There's no doubt about Louder it. Louder than Arrowhead. Yep. It what is, is it with it Seattle, me. though? Like, it used to be the Kingdom, and we all said, well, it's because it's a dome. Mm-hmm. Like, that place was crazy. It's that way on the outdoor stadium too. What's uh, you got to tip your cap to them? They do it right. Their soccer team and their they fans. Pack and it. Oh my God, they're loud. I don't know what. Maybe they're so loud. I think what it is. Here's my theory: the sun never shines there, mm. and these people want out so badly. They're yelling for help. They're, they're actually screaming yeah, they're for screaming, help. Help us leave. Okay, we that makes want sense. out. It's a good theory. I think they pack stadiums. It's a it's a yelling nationally for help to get out of this town. Did the Sonics have a good fan base back then? Was it, yeah, they, I mean, that was a, when the Nuggets on? went up there and won. That was a tough place to play. Where'd they play? Key Arena? That was a tough building. It's a cry for national assistance. Get us out of here. The sun hasn't shown in four years. All right, 2011. Don't need much of an intro for this one. Let's just hear what Jim Nance has to say. And here we go. First snap of the overtime. The Broncos have been in three overtime games this year. They won them all. Got him. Got him at the 40. It's Thomas at the 50, Stiffer and got him three to the 30, to the 20, Thomas to the 10, Denver's going off in New England, they win it on the first play of overtime. And then they got routed in New England. I was at that game, the coldest game I've ever been a part of, Foxborough the following week. Oh my God. 10. Oh my God, was it cold. You don't want to focus on Tebow to DT? Well, it was outstanding. It was that was the, the best moment yeah, at Sports Authority Field. I'm just saying, for those of you who Best are, moment. Hey, uh, for those of you that are Tennessee Titans fans and think that Marcus Mariota is going to go into Foxborough, just remember the game in Foxborough when they took on Tebow. That's what you're going to see this weekend. I agree. But in, in, there were some great games, two AFC title games that were there. I understand that. But single moment, that was the greatest moment in Sports Authority Field. Goosebumps. What about picking off Brady when he's going for two to try oh. to tie it to go to Super Bowl 50? I get it. You know, if he I, tips it, Bradley Roby picks it off, that's on the list. You know. That was better. 
Because we remember when the, the Broncos won AFC title games and they did it under Elway when he was circling the field. That was old mile high. Correct. What that about Champ Bailey's pick six? Nope. Wasn't better than that. That was the last play of the game. It was the whole Tebow thing. Yeah, like, that it was, was just. I was there for that. That was. I think any Bronco fan in attendance would tell you that was about as goosebump moment as they come. I've lost, just completely lost my mind a couple of times for sporting events. Yeah. The miracle at Michigan was one, just running around the house like a madman, and that game was one. That play when you're just hugging random people and going crazy and your horse and it just. You couldn't come down off the high. It was just—it was the best I, moment in that building's history. I just remember thinking they're going to go to New England and beat Brady and the Patriots. <laughs> that was close. Happen. Well, at least we can all agree on the worst moment at Sports Authority Field. That one's not Raheem? even close. Oh yeah, it's not even close. No doubt. Agreed. Yeah. Well, that's it, boys. That's all I got today. Marty, we love you. Marty, that was good. It had sound. It was very good. Oh, thank you. Get to chills. Yeah. What was louder, the crowd in the DT play or the crowd in the Marshawn Lynch play? Somebody on the text line, they're listening from Seattle right now, 2544. Victor, I am stuck in Seattle as we speak. Please get me out of here. <laughs> See, this is a cry for help. I'll tell you, that's why they're so loud. They want out. My neighbors, longtime neighbors, Denver natives, moved to Seattle about four years ago, work-related. Yeah. Every time we talk to them. Oh my God! We never see the sun. I, when you're coming from some place where it's sunny 300 days yeah. a year, that, that would be an impossible transition. And for the guy who keeps saying that we're idiots for thinking Cam Newton is a good quarterback and blah blah blah, I have to ask you again because he says that he's not even in his top ten. Oh my God! Cam Newton is not in his top ten. Who's your top ten? I'd be curious to know. Give me nine quarterbacks better than Cam Newton right now. I'll read them. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. It's 901. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tonight, the Nuggets are at Golden State to take on the Warriors. Tip-offs at 830 with pregame show getting it away at 805. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. From the text line, 30933, regarding that legendary Tebow to DT pass, 1421 Brandon writes in, quote, problem is Tebow was actually thrown it to the right flat and it went to DT on the left. <laughs> That's pretty funny. good. Pretty good. Hey, Tebow was great that day. Hit Eddie was, Royal for a couple touchdowns, he if he I remember was really right. really good or at least that one. Day. Yeah. Beat Dick LeBeau. You beat the great Dick LeBeau, you're doing something right. Go ahead. That was the first time they threw the ball on first down all game long. All right, boys, we'll dive into our NFL recap here. There was four games over the weekend. We'll offer a couple minutes of analysis on each. Don't worry, more abs and nuggets talk still to come. Let's start with game number one, Jesse. Mariota takes the snap, steps up, throws down the middle. There's Decker. Touchdown, Titans. Eric Decker pulls her in from 22 yards out. And the Titans now have 22 and lead this wild card game by a digit. Eric Decker catches the game-winning touchdown for the Titans. I tweeted it was the second best arrowhead catch in Decker's career, thinking the Tebow long one was the first. But regardless, what a collapse by the Chiefs Th- at home. This was a playoff game. This was much more important than the first one. That was a regular season game. For do you Decker. remember Tebow completed two passes yes. that day, though? Yes, yes <laughs> I do. 
Final game for Alex Smith as a Chief? Yes. There's no doubt in my mind, especially the way this season ended. And I think Chiefs fans want to wash their hands of the way this, this works. They're, they're going to blame him regardless. He had an unbelievable first quarter. Yes. What did he throw for like 160 Maybe yards in the first Kelsey quarter? loses Kelsey and everything goes around. And it just yeah. fell apart. But, man, you're watching the beginning of that game. And the, the the plays that they're running and they're running guys in motion and working. it's fake jet sweep and we're running and we're running. It's like, where did all that go? Yeah. It just disappeared. You lose one player and you can't run your offense right. anymore? That just seems odd. It's yeah. like when Virgil went down and the Broncos just couldn't do anything. <laughs> Saturday night, the uh, late game was out in L.A. Rams, uh, Falcons, Atlanta. Get some revenge for the Super Bowl last year. Gets a win. Brian takes a snap. Fakes it to Freeman, back foot throw, loops it, Jones the catch, touchdown Atlanta. Julio Jones, Ryan was slipping, he well, managed to get enough on it and put the ball in the air for Jones. It's an unbelievable throw by anticipation throw by Matt Ryan. Well, I uh, I went against the grain, I called that game. I, I think the experienced quarterback against a team that's been there for the first time in a long time Experienced quarterback's going to win. That game, and it would have finished 26-13. It looks like, oh, it's kind of a blow. That game came down to a couple of plays, right? You just heard one where it's Matt Ryan and Julio Jones making a play. Then late in the game, the Rams drive down. They get the touchdown. It gets overturned by replay. You know, you just never know. But Wade Phillips' defense could not get a stop late when they needed it. That's what it came down to. It just couldn't get it. But the the Rams looked like a team that was out of sync to start with. They took last week off. They couldn't get that offense going. It just wasn't their night. But uh, that's a team, though, that's got a bright future. They really do. They do. What do you fall on taking a week off before the playoff push? I think you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. If Jared Goff gets hurt, Todd Gurley gets hurt, uh, you're out of luck, too. So I think, you, I think it's the right thing to do. You take the week off. You make sure nobody gets hurt. But... Uh, yeah, you got to have some plan for how do we jumpstart things right out of the gate so we don't come out and sputter like the Rams did. Well, and I agree with you, Manchester. You need superstars in this league to build around. The Rams have two superstars and one in the making. Aaron Donald's a superstar. Todd Gurley's a superstar. Jared Goff's a superstar in the making. Jared Goff made a play, and it was the drive that they went down and wound yeah, up not getting the touchdown. Let's take it easy. Not getting take the touchdown. Easy. Hang on a second, though. They, they, they drive all the way down the field. They get the touchdown. It's overturned, and then on fourth down, it's incomplete. They were all the way back in their own end at, like a t- at the 10-yard line. He has a third and 15. He finds a guy on like an 18-yard out route. That's a big boy throw. That's a throw nobody, nobody at Dove Valley can make. Cam Newton did that four or five times. I know. That's why he's a special quarterback. That's what people need to watch. Third and 15, you know what the Broncos do? Hand it to CJ and punt on fourth and 13. Five and screen. Exactly. What do I need to take it easy on? Donald and Gurley are both stars. No, no, no. I mean, but you, you just called you called uh, Jared Goff, Jared Goff, a, a star. Come on, in He's the a star in the making. I would agree with that. It's just, dude, that was a big time throw. If you can make that throw, you are a star in the making. I agree with HW. We'll go to the crappiest game of the weekend down in Jacksonville. Clock at thirty-four. Peterman drops the throw, throws it out to the right side. It is knocked and picked off by Jalen Ramsey. He tipped it in the air. He made a diving interception, and it's the Jaguars football at midfield. So Nathan Peterman trots in when Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. This is the same Peterman who threw like five straight picks in a midseason game five when he was the the starter. He comes in, and you're thinking as a Buffalo fan, you know, you got, what, 30 seconds to move the ball. 
No chance. I mean, none. Well, he can see He converts the fourth and three, which was just comical, though. Like, he could have run for 12 yards. He gets three and a half. He fumbles the ball. Like, it just was a comedy of errors. You're throwing a oh. seven yard out route when you need 40. I know. I know. Just made absolutely no sense. You watch that, though, and you're like, why? And Tyrod Taylor was terrible. But why would you ever bench Tyrod Taylor for, for that guy? Dude, I have mm. no idea what this they're doing This is the classic, well, it looked good in practice. No it tells idea. you what practice shows you. Nada. We all know when that game was lost, though. It's 0-0, first and goal from the one. Yeah. And rather than just get the ball to Shady, they try to force it to Sammy Watkins. He pushes off. First and goal from the 10, they settle for three. That's a different game. I if they're am up seven thoroughly nothing. convinced, though, that Jesse Trujillo can run the Jacksonville offense with much more acumen than Blake Dude, Bortles. His first half... He was throwing balls from me to HW, and he was missing by Sailing six them. feet. And the announcers kept saying, well, it is windy. Dude, I don't care if you're, playing, windy on, could it I don't care if you're playing on the first fairway of Pebble Beach. How did Jacksonville win that game? No idea. They're terrible. I lost three hours of my life watching well, that game. Let me let me rephrase that. They're really good on offense. By the way, uh, on, our defense. Defense. on defense. In defense. Malik Jackson, Elias Campbell, a couple guys. Elias Campbell pretty good here. Sick. Uh, we, but you know what? Go cheap on him. Lowball him. That's a good idea, John. Uh, their defense is unbelievable. Their offense is atrocious. That offense is bad. I think it's the worst offense. I think it's worse than Denver's offense. There's, uh, is there I any really way they, oh, I, I would agree. I, I'm watching the game yesterday and I, I said, with Trevor Simeon, the Broncos could beat either one of these teams. <laughs> they could. You don't you you don't think on the on, if everything kind of went on schedule if they played like they did in the first four games of the year Denver can beat either one of those two teams. That's why there's hope. If you get a competent quarterback, Buffalo and Jacksonville were AFC playoff teams. They're awful. The Titans had the comeback of the weekend, but the game of the weekend was what we watched yesterday afternoon. Fourth and twenty-three from the thirty-four. Here's Newton under pressure, and he's going to be tackled and sacked and dropped. And it's two Saints who have him, Cam Jordan being one and Von Bell being the other. And that is the final play of this game. Let's go to Minneapolis. Two things. Great call by the Saints there to blitz. Coming after him. Fourth and 23. Come after him. You don't pull back. And the Saints were extremely aggressive late in the game. How about going for it on fourth and two? Dumb decision. I thought that was stupid. Dumb decision. I thought that was... I, I was almost hoping that would work against them because Sean Payton has that punchable face. Yeah, totally. Doesn't he? How about Mike Adams, though? A veteran picking off the ball. Yeah, you can... Knock it dude, down, dude. dude. Know where You're you gonna are. You're going to get the ball at midfield. Know where you are. Just Is that like, Broncos Mike Adams? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yes, know where you are, the awareness. But I was hoping... Upon hope that that would really go against Me the too. Saints. Me too. How arrogant of Sean Payton to go for it in that situation when the numbers don't lie. The well, numbers say, kick it away. And you would have thought he had been sitting on a play that he knew was going to work. Yeah, what and the hell was, was a play? It had nothing going. But it does set up for a very interesting game because New Orleans, Minnesota, is a, that's going to be a dandy. Yeah. That's a great matchup. More punchable face. Mike Malarkey or Sean Payton? Sean Payton. Okay. But you, you can keep naming people all all morning long, and it's going to be Sean Payton. Really? He's it's the just, most punchable yeah. face in the world. It really is. He I don't is know the, why. That little sour mouth yeah, that he's got that, going. It's the mouth. And now he's got those weird glasses. glasses. Like he's a, a professor with wow. the, a professor with the mouth now. You guys said weird glasses at the exact same time. I don't know, no, but we're, we're on it. I noticed we're in that. sync. I kept going. Like I was actually <laughs> using my DVR to go back to cutaways of him on the sideline. Just, just staying. God, that's so punchable. He just looks like a guy that you would hate to have a conversation with, yeah. too.
Two quick things. One, Ross points out on the text line, it was Kelvin Benjamin, not Sammy Watkins. I was gonna tell my bad. My, dude, the wide receiver carousel this offseason was crazy. So my fault for getting them confused. Yeah. Second, Vic, we still got this Avs contest that we teased last week. It starts today. When you hear Joe Sackick's goal against the Devils in Game 1, or excuse me, Game 7 of the 01 Stanley Cup Finals, be the third caller for a chance to win an Ultimate Avs VIP experience. Tickets to the Avs and Sharks, plus get a ride around on the Zamboni. When you hear that call, call our 3 303 All right, so when we come back, this dude that can't stand Cam Newton on the text line, he gives us his list of top ten quarterbacks ahead of Cam. Oh, great. We'll read that. Plus, previewing the Natty tonight. Bama and Georgia, otherwise known as the second SEC title game. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Kreckman and Harris. Coming up on the Monday edition of Kreckman and Harris, Big Kreck still playing daddy with little Barkevia, so it's me and Josh, and we're in here recapping the weekend that was with your Nuggets and Avalanche. Plus, we look back at the wild card weekend inside the NFL, recap our Dover unders for wild card weekend, and Ryan, it's National Championship Monday. We'll check in with our guy Peter Byrne from the SEC Network. And lastly, what's going on at one patriot place they can't avoid the media now we've got the answers they gave so tune in Kreckman and harris every weekday afternoon three to six only on altitude 950 here's your national western stock show update brought to you by lifetime windows and siding tonight's featured event in the coliseum is the denver shootout pbr bull riding semifinals plus your grounds admission includes free kids activities livestock shows and colorado's largest western trade show with acres of food and shopping tickets and info at nationalwestern.com this national western stock show update is brought to you by lifetime windows and siding great windows at a fair price call 1-800-GET-WINDOWS or go online to lifetimewindowscolorado.com today save hundreds on your next yukon buick encore sierra 1500 or acadia at sus buick gmc at sus there are no dealer fees ever the price you see is the price you pay plus tax sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks so when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new gmc terrain on sus.net you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved sus buick gmc where they treat you like family family owned for over 35 years at 1301 south havana in aurora next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in central city don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks do what i do take i-70 to the central city casino parkway it's a quick easy scenic drive and best of all it's a modern four-lane highway central city offers everything you need hotels dining bars open 24 7 and live casino action day or night so remember, don't take old twisty, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Tune in tonight on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets look for a win on the road against the Golden State Warriors. Three games start tonight at 7.30 p.m. with tip-off at 8.30 p.m. Check us out on the web at altitudesports.com for channel numbers in your area. And don't forget to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for game previews and exclusive interviews with your favorite Nuggets players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department located on 570 in Colorado. You will ensure that deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. 
You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package, starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Two receivers to each side. Dixon starts in motion, stops in the backfield, left of Newt. Newt's going to throw the ball. Fastball over the middle. Caught Olsen. Touchdown. Wow. Olsen breaks the little seam route, fakes on the outside first, and then breaks back into the middle of the field. And since it's man-to-man coverage, I mean, this is like taking candy from a baby. All this hate coming down on the text line and on my Twitter feed of Cam Newton, I am convinced, people, you don't hate Cam Newton the player. You hate the idea. You hate the image. You, you hate the personality. That's what you hate. All I'm telling you is you have to learn how to differentiate. And I'll give you a couple classic examples here. Somebody on the text line or on the Twitter feed said this, and he's so perfectly right. He's right on top of it. Shannon Sharp back in his heyday, right? He was a really abrasive personality, animated, flamboyant at times. You may not like Shannon Sharp, the personality, but would you take Shannon Sharp as your tight end? Damn right you would. Yeah. Any day. You may not like Ray Lewis. The man, the personality, would you take Ray Lewis as your inside linebacker? Any day. Damn right you would. You may not like Cam Newton, but would you take him as your quarterback in Denver right mm, now? But this is a little... I, I'm I, asking a question. I know it's hy- hypothetical. I get it. You have to divorce yourself from your image and your player. But what I'm saying is putting Ray Lewis and Cam Newton in the same sentence is just unfair to Cam Newton because their alleged trans- transgressions are so much I'm different. I'm talking about the player. I'm talking about the player, player, player. How about Richard Sherman? Would you take him at corner? In a heartbeat. Of course you would. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's all I'm trying to say here. Okay, I, I, This is just sports. I, I want this to get personal. But understand the difference between what I see as a player and what I see as a personality. Do I agree with everything he does? Outside of football, no. I don't care, though. As a football player, he can make passes that most football players cannot. I think the uh, criticism of Cam Newton is grossly unfair. It's ridiculous. Grossly unfair. He's a terrific player. And off the field, he's is. I, I don't know what people want. I don't know what people want. From 3133, somebody agreeing with us here. Cam is a top five QB. These people are fools. Yeah, right, let's, he, let's hear the top here's ten. Here's a list from uh, that gentleman who uh, who disagreed with me. And first, let me read his. Uh, Do you need to find it, Vic? Because it's the uh, it's the 3849. Just expand the conversation from 3849. Okay, thank you. Um, he doesn't like my argument. And he says my argument is flawed. I, listen, I, I don't care. This isn't debate class. You and your flawed argument arguments. We don't have judges out there debating whether or not we make the right arguments. I'm just telling you what I feel here. Uh, he says, this is his top ten. Brady, Breeze, Rogers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Derek, Carl, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Roethlisberger, Rivers, Prescott, Stafford, uh, Flacco, no. you're getting stupid, dude. I mean, go through, those, go, go through those real quick, and I'll give you a quick yes, no, better than Cam Newton. Brady. Yes. Breeze. Yes. Rogers. Yes. Matt Ryan. 
Yes. Carson Wentz. Not yet. Derek Carr. Nope. Russell Wilson. Yes. Roethlisberger. Yes. Rivers. Nope. Prescott. Absolutely not. Stafford. Absolutely not. I mean, come on. Flacco. Absolutely not. Deshaun Watson. Maybe. I mean, Deshaun Watson, After Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, on, they're in the same category. Derek Carr regressed badly this year. So we all agree Cam's what, about 6-7 in the league right now? 5-6-7, somewhere in that range? talking about pure yeah. talent, not the whole package, dude. I mean, calm down. I get it. I get it. You don't like him. You don't like him for the, various reasons. The Broncos go 12-4 and four in their playing this weekend if Cam Newton's their quarterback. Here's This one's from Drew. I used to not like Aqib to lead when he was a Patriot. Then he came to the Broncos. Now he's one of my favorites. Would love Cam Newton in the same way. There you go. Perfect example. It's not hard. It's not hard. Divorce yourself from the image thing, okay? Take that out of your brain for a second and just look at the player. Watch the throws he was making and say to yourself, would you take that on your team? Damn right you would. Yeah. Damn Use, right Use your you head. Would. Stop making decisions based on emotion. All right, uh, national championship game tonight. It's going to last seven hours because that's what they do, right? It kicks off like at 6.30. I guarantee that thing will go till 10.45. They usually do. They go all night. Especially college football on its biggest stage. They are going to milk this thing for all it's worth. So last year I had a little fun with this on my Let's Talk Football show. I decided to do a piece where I visited both the Clemson Bar. It was Clemson, Alabama last year. The Clemson Bar and the Alabama Bar. Had a good time until I got to the Alabama Bar. And then this happened. And now I go to the Bama bar, and I walk in with a Clemson shirt. Now, I don't even say anything. I just walk in. Most of the people were nice. Most of the people were like, hey, look at this guy. You know, hey. Two ladies went out of their way to say, what the blank are you doing here? Get the blank out. Right in my face. Like, what the blank are you doing here? Get the blank out. One word to describe Alabama fan. Gluttonous. Do you know why? Because they're so used to winning. They expect it every time now. And if they don't, you're a jerk. So relive that scene for us again. For you know, Manchester and I have heard it because we've been on the show with you for a while, but we're consistently getting new listeners. Give us the idea behind the shtick and then really what happened at the Clemson bar and what happened at the Bama bar. I just wore respective shirts from the other team. And right. a wig? Yeah, I wanted to go incognito. So I wore respective shirts and at the Clemson bar they couldn't be more hospitable. They're great. The Alabama bar, a couple guys just saying, hey, look at that dude. But it was the ladies more than anybody. They were just off the chart crazy. Alabama fans are like Patriots fans. They want you to know how good they are. Yeah, and we all know it. They're there every single year, it seems like. It's shocking when Alabama loses a game. I understand why they're as cocky as they are, but, man, they're insufferable. Just insufferable. Who do you like tonight? Alabama. I'm rooting so for I. Georgia, but I'd, I'd pick and or bet on Alabama. There's no doubt Alabama wins this game. I'd be surprised, pleasantly surprised if Georgia wins. It's a pseudo home game well, for Georgia. Saban's going you know, to do what he do. He's going to turn Georgia into a passing offense, and I'm not sure they can do that. Well, and, and what's the connection between Saban and Kirby Smart, right? Not only did he coach under him forever, but they're friends. Doesn't this feel like a Saban, a little bit of a, hey, you're really good and I taught you really well, but tonight I got to give you a little lesson that I'm still the GOAT. Well, and last year, Clemson had Deshaun Watson who could make plays. Here I go again. He off won, schedule. He won the game. He single-handedly won the game for him. I don't think Fromm, who has been great as a freshman. I mean, the, the fact that he's gotten them here, uh, that guy was there for his first ever start at Notre Dame. Yeah, won I mean, game by a point. That takes some coyones to go in there and win that game. So I don't want to take anything away from him necessarily, but 
Is he a guy that when Alabama's defensive line starts manhandling Georgia's offensive line, he can escape and make plays? I don't think I don't think he's that kind of quarterback. Two playmakers to keep an eye on tonight if you're a Broncos fan, and they both play for Georgia, Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. If either of those guys single-handedly wins the national title tonight for Georgia, orange and blue next year looks pretty nice. Top five pick? Are you crazy? Second round? Third round? I was going to say, would you, t- would you use a top five pick on a running back? Maybe Saquon Barkley. No. No. Hey, because it, it, it's not going to matter when there's nine guys in the box. It, it, the Broncos' running game this year was awful. I don't really like any of their backs, but it wasn't on. It wasn't necessarily on their backs. Saquon Barkley wouldn't have had any more success. Not when you're getting hit two yards in the backfield. But if you could get Sonny Michelle or Nick Chubb as a value pick in the middle rounds, we sure. saw what they both did against Oklahoma. That's a dynamic duo. I mean, some of the numbers they've put up at Georgia together are crazy. The Broncos do need speed on offense, so that's why M- Michelle would be more in- in- interesting to me. That, that dude goes. Man. That guy can fly. That dude goes. And, and you know, we talked and laughed about it a lot all, all season about oh, this offense needs juice. I mean, DT's not a, a burner anymore. But why do you think they kept giving my, Isaiah McKenzie chances? Exactly. Because they wanted speed on the field. They, but think about their, think about their running backs. I mean, CJ, not speed. Jamal Charles, bad wheel. Devontae Booker, no speed really. I mean, he's not a guy that you look at as a burner. Their wide receivers, you don't get a lot of it. Their tight ends are a joke in terms of speed and mismatch causing ability. It's just, they, they need playmakers, so, Maybe, and that's the he'd be more interesting in me, to me than than Chubb. Chubb seems a little bit like CJ 2.0. My favorite player on the field for Alabama is that Minka Fitzpatrick guy. I love the way I I read a nice piece about him in Sports Illustrated and just how detail oriented he is, and how he's just unlike most college players. I mean, he's so into the game, film work, workouts, school. I mean, he's just he's the the perfect type of football player you want. A guy who knows he's going to go next level and puts all the time and effort into it. My favorite player on the field, Minka Fitzpatrick. He's not blowing his opportunity. No. He's maximizing no. it. He will be a great pro. Guaranteed. Yeah, because he acts like a pro now. He will be exactly right. He acts like a professional football player. Well, Alabama, he's in Alabama. Which is pretty much <laughs> kind of hard for the do. course. No. What's the number at for tonight as we stand getting closer the kickoff of the uh, national championship Let's game. Here. What do we have here? Hold on a second. See what the paper has. The the number. Paper. See what the paper has. Right, I want to thank the paper on Sunday morning for not even having a score of the ads game. In my Sunday paper. You know, I, mean, I don't think they had the Nuggets the either. Because that, that game started no, they, like at eight. No, no chance on that. I knew they wouldn't have that one. But I mean, the, 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 the it's uh, Alabama by four. Wow, it's held pretty consistent. Alabama by four over under forty five. These national championship games always have a way of the scoring goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a 33-30 game. I really wouldn't. But I'll take Alabama. Alabama's 6-7 and seven this year against the spread. Surprising. When we come back, the head coach of the CU basketball team, who had some provocative thoughts about the Arizona coaching staff. In fact, he said what a lot of college coaches are thinking. Talk to Tad Boyle next. How did they respond? By doing the Clemson chant. K or K. (laughs) C-L-E-M-S-O-N. 
save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC Terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Real de Minas Restaurant. Tune in tonight on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets look for a win on the road against the Golden State Warriors. Three games start tonight at 7.30 p.m. with tip-off at 8.30 p.m. Check us out on the web at AltitudeSports.com for channel numbers in your area. And don't forget to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for game previews and exclusive interviews with your favorite Nuggets players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. Open Thursday through Sunday, the International Sportsman's Expo at the Colorado Convention Center. Get $3 off coupons at O'Reilly Auto Parts and wherever fishing and hunting licenses are sold. Go to sportsexpos.com for store locations and show information. Easy parking and shuttles from Park Avenue at Wazee near Coors Field. The Sportsman's Expo, open Thursday through Sunday at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Your life outdoors starts at the ISC. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From oil changes to computerized alignments, we do it all. New year, same car. Get a free annual checkup. Plus, we offer same-day service. Mention this ad and get an oil change starting at $26.99. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Brakes Plus. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Brakes Plus. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. There's the catch, and it's over in Boulder. Back to back, the Bustown number four on Thursday. And this afternoon, they take care of number 14, Arizona. Your final at the Coors Event Center, 80-77. to And the Buffs are making noise in the Pac-12. On a Thursday night, they take down number four, Arizona State, in overtime. Then on a Saturday afternoon, just a couple days later, they do the same thing to number 14, Arizona. What a week for the CU Buffs and head coach Tad Boyle, who joins us now on the hotline. Tad, congratulations. Uh, two for two with that schedule is very impressive. We have the coach. Hold on a second. Seem to have some issues getting to the coach here. I know he's online. I see him on the line. As soon as we get the coach, you guys let me know. It was two monster wins, though, Vic. Yeah. Well, you think? I mean, you beat the Arizona schools in, what, a span of 72 hours, was it? Those are the kind of wins when the selection committee has to ferret out teams that are on the bubble and you win against two ranked teams in succession like that. Trust me, they remember those things. Well, and what do they always say the committee looks at, right? They look at two things, bad losses and good wins. See, you had one earlier this year that yeah. may go down as, quote-unquote, a bad loss. Which one was the bad one? 
San Diego yeah. at home. But if you can get good wins to cancel out your bad losses, yeah. you'll be dancing. Still going to take some work in the conference tournament. It always does. You still got to prove yourself in the conference tournament. Yeah, but it depends on your number of work, right? Yeah. Is it? Do you need to win one game? Do you need to win two games? Do you need to win the whole thing? Yeah. Those are the kind of wins that make it so you really only have to win one game. Well, it just shows me again that college basketball, the parody in college basketball, is so much more pronounced during the regular season. When you visit an opposing gym, you just never know what you're going to get. I mean, just watch. Look across the board. It's all out there. Teams getting upset left and right. Duke lost to NC State over the weekend. I saw so many upsets. It's fun to watch. Come tournament time, though, that stuff has a way of balancing out. Do we have the coach back on the line? On hold? Okay. Get the tad boil momentarily. Um, coming up a little later in the program, we will award our Power 5 question of the day, which gets two tickets to a Mammoth game, correct? Mm-hmm. What a... Uh media personality or person or whoever is getting too much media attention right now in honor of your LeVar Ball rant over the weekend. Don't even want to get to LeVar Ball with Coach. I'm sure he's got his own comments about that. See, and that's what's happening to basketball at every level. Parents are starting to take over the sport, starting to dictate where guys go, how they play, how much playing time they get. Sad, really. Well, we effort Coach here. Do you want to hear from him one more time over this the weekend? This is what Coach Tad Boyle said after the game. They take out Arizona. It was late in the press conference. My man, Eric Christensen from CBS4, had this question about, you know about the FBI probe, how it's taken some programs under. Well, there's an FBI probe in Arizona as well. How'd the coach feel about that? Is there any extra satisfaction beating Arizona knowing what happened to them in the offseason? Absolutely. Absolutely there is. And it's ironic that we're playing Arizona today. I got great respect for Sean Miller. And the kind of coach he is. Okay? They recruit very, very well. They've recruited very, very well. Their staff has. USC has recruited very, very well. The two most talented teams in our team from top to bottom are USC and Arizona. So, hell yes, there's extra satisfaction. Hell yes. I got great respect for Sean. Hell of a coach. Got great respect for Andy Enfield. Okay? But to answer your question, hell yes. Let's go to the hotline. Welcome in Tad Boyle, head coach of the CU Buffs. Tad, you, you just heard the comments there, and I, and I sense the emotion in your voice. A um, couple days later, do you stand by that statement? Vic, yeah. I mean, I got, yeah, absolutely. I stand by the statement. I mean, it, was, it wasn't really a statement. It was yeah. more just an honest answer to a simple question. You know, so I'm not I'm not trying to call anybody out. I'm sure. not trying to make a statement. I'm not, I'm just, I was asked a very simple question. I, I gave a, 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 a very honest, and yeah, maybe it was an emotional answer, but you know, um, look, it was a big win, and, and uh, I, I, I'll stand by, you know, the, the preface to uh, the, uh, the finishing of that statement, which is I've got great respect for Sean Miller and Arizona and, and how he coaches and, and uh, Andy Enfield. And USC and how he coaches there they're up next and and uh but uh, yeah there's there's a lot more that goes on uh you know behind the scenes in college basketball than just the games guys and and uh so but that's uh that's just that's just part of what we do I'll follow up with this coach I, I think everybody understands it and you more than anybody obviously that college basketball recruiting is somewhat broken and or tainted and we don't see that side of it you do you see it every day 
And I think more and more coaches are saying you weren't the only. Larry Kristoliak said a similar thing after Utah played Arizona. So I think more coaches are talking about it. you got to fix the recruiting angle first, do you not? Absolutely, we do. And, uh, you know, there's been these commissions set up. Uh, the Pac 12's got one. The NCAA's got one. And I sure, I sure as heck hope that uh, something comes of it. Now, I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. We all know that. But uh, I just, because uh, it, it would sure make it, uh, you know, uh, a more pure game. I don't want to spend the entire interview talking about those comments because clearly you're going to have to play those teams again, and uh, you, you just never know. But the, the, the games themselves, which game, Arizona State in overtime or Arizona Saturday, which which game was more impressive from your viewpoint? Uh, boy, you know, they both were because, they're, you know, they're both really good teams. They both have got uh, really good players. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I do think uh, Arizona – you know, from in terms of their history and their tradition and what they've done and and the consistency that their program has shown. Uh, anytime you get a chance to beat them, you know they're they're kind of like the uh, the Kansas uh, um, was to the Big Twelve. You know, Arizona's that team in in the Pac-12, and uh, just year in year out, very talented, very good, very well coached. So, uh, you know, Arizona State obviously Bobby Hurley's done a great job there. Uh, and has uh, resurrected that program. They've got some great. But you know what's uh, what's amazing, Vic, is both those teams that we just beat are very good and but totally different teams. You know, mm-hmm. Arizona State's a guard-oriented team, relies on the three, really get out in transition. I mean, they and Arizona's got the two seven-footers that they you know they play inside out. They you know they uh, they kind of grind you grind you up and try to spit you out, so to speak. So. Uh, two totally different styles, which I think uh, again bodes well for us, you know, as we move forward in, in, in building, you know, this program to to where we want it to be. Aton is a mon- monster. I mean, those seven footers for Arizona. I I don't know how you defend that, but how much did it hurt your soul, Tad? Because I know you. How much did it hurt you to go zone on them? <laughs> well, it was this difficult for me, Vic. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, and I, I I say those things facetiously, obviously. Zone defense is a is a big part of basketball, and obviously you got you know people like John Chaney back in the day with his one three one, and obviously Jim Beheim at Syracuse with the two three, and you know now Mike Hopkins at Washington, who uh, he's brought that to our league. We're gonna have to face that here in the next week or so, and uh, uh, so zone's part of it, and uh, you know uh, we have to play against it. So uh, we we instituted it this weekend, and it, it served us well. You know what I love most about Saturday's game? It wasn't just you winning with the usual fellas, the usual suspects. It was the guys that are Colorado bred. It was Deshaun Schwartz. It was the Walton kid. Yep. It was to watch those guys contribute uh, when necessarily they hadn't all year. That was very pleasing to watch. There's no doubt. And, you know, the one thing I've always said about Colorado kids is they, they have a pride about them, when they, especially when they come here. And they put on this uniform, uh, you know, whether it's Dom Collier or Deshaun Schwartz or Dallas Walton. You know, in years past, we've had Josh Scott and Wesley Gordon, Xavier Talton, Sabatino Chen. I mean, the list goes Levi Knudsen when we first got here. The Colorado kids that wear this uniform, you know, there's a there's a there's a little extra pride that goes with it, and it's really neat to see because, you know, not every school has that, and and we we are the University of Colorado. And when you get a Colorado kid that wears that uniform, it's pretty special. Um, 
how did you turn it around in one week like this? Because you're the same team that lost to San Diego. What are you doing differently? What buttons are you pushing? I, 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 I haven't done a darn thing, Vic, quite frankly. I mean, I keep doing what I do. I come to work every day. We watch film. We practice. We put uh, together practice plans and game game plans. Uh, coaches' jobs don't change a whole lot. Now, in terms of pushing buttons, I don't know. I just know this. When your players uh, go out and execute the things that you practice, they play with energy, they play with effort, they play with pride, they play with toughness, good things can happen. And that's what that's really the difference between our team uh, versus San Diego, our team versus Colorado State, our team versus Oregon State. Uh, until this weekend, that's the difference. It's not. It's not Tad Boyle or anything I've done. And now the hard part: harnessing what you did at home in front of your hometown fans and taking that on the road. How difficult is that? Well, look, it's the hardest thing to do in college basketball. You look around. I mean, I I don't know what the numbers are, give or take, but you know, seventy to seventy-five percent of the games in college basketball are won or won by the home team. So, you know, we're not the only team that that uh, faces that challenge, Vic. But you know. For a young group that we have, you know, I look, I look at our locker room. We've got George King, Dom Collier, okay, mm-hmm. who have, and and Dallas Walt, or excuse me, uh, Lucas Seward and Deleon Brown, who are sophomores. Those are the four players we have that have won a college basketball game on the road, a true road game. Wow. So the rest of our guys don't know what it takes, how it works, how it happens. We're zero and four right now in true road games. Uh, so we've got that's the next hurdle we have to figure out, and uh, you know I keep telling our guys that baskets are still ten feet high, the rules are the same, the dimensions are the same. You know you just got a few fans rooting against you rather than rooting for you. So again, it gets back to toughness, and we have to have the mental toughness to go on the road and and, and overcome those things. You've coached several pro players, guys that went to the next level. Uh, and I know you've just seen this guy for the first time. He's only been with you for a few months. Isn't McKinley Wright an NBA player in the making? In my opinion, he is. Now, you know, the, the one thing every one of those players we've had that are in the NBA now is they had very, very good size, you know, for the positions they're going to play. Mm-hmm. McKinley uh, does not have great size for the position he plays, but I'll tell you what he's got. He's got the heart of a lion, the heart of a champion, and to me, that can overcome so many things. So the answer to your question is yes, I think he is. Um, I think it's going to take some time. Uh, he's got some things he has to work on, but the intangibles that he has are not going to go away. Uh, so as long as he uh, gets better with his decision-making, his assist-to-turnover ratio, his shooting percentage, all those things that he's got to continue to work on, I, I think he's an NBA player because he's got uh, he's got an NBA heart. I can tell you that. Tad, uh, my son is a freshman at CU, and as you know, the kids are not there right now. Students are on on winter right. break, and I chided him over the weekend because he didn't go to the game. I said, "What the hell are you doing, dude? What are you doing? You got tickets and you're not up there, and yet you guys still hey. got a sellout up there." Vic, I just got one question for you. Why didn't you ground him? That's that's a groundable offense. You're exactly right. I'm taking the car. (laughs) Take the car. Take the keys. Uh, Well, listen, I I just know the people that didn't come, they missed missed two really good games this weekend. We've got seven more on the docket, though, seven more uh, games in the course event center. It's crazy. You know, college football season finishes up tonight. We've got seven more home games and basketball season left. So, 
Uh, you got to come out and see the buffs Tad, if you haven't already. Tad, I really appreciate it, man. Listen, and and going back to what you said, you you can't say those things unless you win, and you backed it up by winning. Uh, I love that you're outspoken. Well, I love that that you're not afraid to speak your mind. I'm not afraid to do that. Sometimes it gets me in trouble, but you know what? That's uh, uh, that's the way it goes. Sometimes. Don't worry but, about no, it. I, I uh, no, I I uh, I, I just want to make our sport better. I want to make our game better, and I want to make. Uh, the, the bottom line is the head coach at Colorado. I want to make the game of basketball better in this state. And uh, the way you do that is by winning and, and hopefully winning games like we won this weekend. Good for you, Tad. Thanks for a few minutes this morning. Good luck against SC this week. Thanks, Vic. All right, yeah. that is Tad Boyle, head coach of the CU Buffs basketball team. If you missed that interview, we'll have it online. We'll have it on the um, podcast. Download our app if you haven't already. Very well done. Final segment coming up. Find out what we did wrong today. Mistakes. Compliments of Marty O on the Vic Lombardi Show. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Altitude 950 is the home of your Denver Nuggets. Talk a little Nuggets. And we've got Nuggets Insider Adam Mares all week long. The latest Nuggets inside and analysis you won't get anywhere else. I don't think the Nuggets have a superstar right now. Jokic, Gary Harris, Jamal Murray, those guys are all really, really good players. But right now, they certainly are much more reliant on, on the team game and, and work together. And I think it makes for really fun basketball. Adam Mares. Mondays with Moj. Tuesdays with Kreckman and Harris. Wednesdays with Vic Lombardi. And Thursdays with Hastings. In Brahman. I think their identity can and should be to wear teams out because you got a lot of youth, a lot of speed. Adam Mares from DenverStips.com on Altitude 950. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Scott Ace is here. Urology cancers, including prostate, kidney, and bladder, are among the top ten cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Adventist Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamar's. And also visit us online at lamars.com. That's lamars.com, where we have simply a better donut.
I can tell you the National Western Stock Show is 112 years old. It started in 1906. But you know what I can't explain? The look of wonderment in your child's eyes as you walk them through the stock show or take them to the rodeo. I can't explain the memories made from the laughter that comes from a group of friends dressed in their best denim and leather. I can tell you that it's a very unique event where special memories are always made. Come make some memories with your family and friends. January 6th to the 21st. Get your tickets at NationalWestern.com or all King Supers locations. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th is celebrating the new year all month long with incredible deals. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. Check out the new 2017 Rogue S all-wheel drive for just $172 a month and $19.99 due at signing. Plus, Nissans are up to 20% off MSRP. That's right, up to 20% off MSRP. Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th. I-525 at 104th. Driven by you. 36 months at least 12,000 liable miles per year. VIN HP 543682. Two or more available. Residual value 14100. Zero security deposit with approved credit. Excludes GTR. All prices include 599 dealer plus tax time and license offerings. 2218. Tune in tonight on Altitude as your Denver Nuggets look for a win on the road against the Golden State Warriors. Three games start tonight at 7.30 p.m. with tip-off at 8.30 p.m. Check us out on the web at altitudesports.com for channel numbers in your area. And don't forget to like Altitude on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for game previews and exclusive interviews with your favorite Nuggets players and coaches. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. You know, so I'm not I'm not trying to call anybody out. I'm sure. not trying to make a statement. I'm not... I'm I was asked a very simple question. I, I gave a, 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 a very honest, and yeah, maybe it was an emotional answer, but you know, there's a lot more that goes on, uh, you know, behind the scenes in college basketball than just the games, guys. And Can you imagine how dirty it is behind the scenes, what we know versus what we don't know in college basketball recruiting specifically? Can you imagine? Oh yeah. I'm, I, the, the, the stories of what's really happening, people would be shocked. I mean, listen, I'm not, and you got to be very careful. You've got to be very careful when you go down this road because it's all allegations. But Lorenzo Romar, who was the coach at Washington and now is an assistant coach at Arizona, mm-hmm. he gets Markel Foles to go from the East Coast to, to Washington for a year. Okay, And there was a lot of whispers as how that happened. And now he's at Arizona doing his magic again. It's just, you know, things follow certain guys around. Well, in college basketball, I think is worse because you're only having to make like a six month commitment, right? Like you're basically and you're, done. you're basically there for first right. semester, and then you can stop going. To, when you're an elite player, you can stop going to class. You can you won't be academically ineligible until well after the tournament. Ben Simmons barely showed up in Baton Rouge. Exactly, that exactly. was a, just a, a quick four month stop. It was so, a farce. So, I mean, you know, if, if you're trying to decide where you're going to go spend the next three or four years, and it really is a college experience, even if you're not there for the education portion of it as much as you should be, but you're going to be there, you're going to hang out in the town, you're going to spend, you know, summers there training and working out, you're going to, that's where you're going to go have a social life, 
that's a different decision than when it's six months. Six months. You can go anywhere for six months. Real quick, Vic, we've got a lot to do here yeah. in these last ten minutes, but um, I want to know, both you guys, and I'm going to ask you a, a subtle question. Do you trust odd sharks in Las Vegas? Odd sharks. You mean the people who set the line? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you mean, do I trust them? Do, like, if, if, do you think they know what they're doing? I, I think they know more than anybody. Do you want to hit the drop then? Because we got some news. Let's hit it. What drop are you talking about? I have no idea. Breaking news oh, on Adrian. Adrian. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Odd Shark has come out with their odds to replace John Gruden as ESPN's lead color commentator. Caller commentator on Monday Night Football. A good gig. Guess who number one is at two and a half to one? He's the favorite Peyton in the clubhouse. Manning. Yes. He would be great. Peyton Manning is the favorite. It. He's not going to do it. Why? He's not going to do it. This is such a Peyton Manning move. Nope. He hangs out for a couple of years, doesn't take a gig, and Monday Night Football opens up. I don't think he's going to do it. If Why? I, if I, I'm, I, I know it. I know the situation well enough to know that he wants to get back into the game in a management slash ownership capacity more so than a broadcast capacity well but it ke- ke- keeps him in the game i know to some extent yeah, john lynch it. became a gm after being an announcer i get it so who else is among the favorites let me pull up your full odds here real quick please do in the meantime we've got something to give away Sangay looking for a hat trick this could all shot deflected to the near side line set up by Tangay to Hayduke on the power play Sackick fakes it takes it You hear it there. Altitude 950 wants to send you and a guest to see the Avs take on the Sharks January 18th. We want you to see the game from a one-of-kind perspective from atop the Zamboni. Maybe not during the game, but it's another Ultimate Avs VIP experience. All this week, listen for that call. Joe Sackett, Game 7, 01 Cup Finals. Third caller, you're in the running to win a pair of tickets to see Colorado in San Jose on the 18th. We'll pick a winner Friday afternoon. 20 qualifiers this week. You could be qualifier number one right now. Very good. The phone lines are hot. Phone lines are happening. People understand that. Okay, back to the odds of who ends up in the booth replacing John Gruden. Somebody somebody actually volunteered this, and that somebody was Steve Levy, who works for ESPN. He suggested Brian Greasy. I like Brian Greasy. I do, too. I think he's very good. Uh, I, I think he's uh, he helps you learn about the game. Now, is he the sexy pick? No. Not necessarily? No. But he's a very good analyst. By the way, speaking of analysts... How good was Tony Romo calling that de- quarterback debacle yesterday? Tony Romo could have gone and played quarterback and been the best quarterback on the field. He was so beside himself. It was like unintentional comedy the entire second half. Oh, that guy was open. He could, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I, mean, I don't know why he didn't just throw the comeback here. In the final minute, Tyrod Taylor had a wide-open yeah. touchdown, and Tony Romo just could not believe he didn't see that the safety cheated up. we got to get to Marty O, but real quick, Vic, I tried to get to your odds. Web page blocked. Access to this web page has been blocked, and a Coordinates with company policy. Too many bets made on your behalf. Time now for the mistakes. What did we do wrong? Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry. That's not right. In today's Fact Checker. I, I felt that was perfect today, Marty. I don't I don't know what you're going to find. You know, you guys had a really clean first half of the show, yeah. and I was a little worried. So I was going to throw my sugar fix just so I'd have something to say here. Yeah. But throw, luckily... <laughs> throw your sugar fix. <laughs> but luckily the mistakes came flowing oh, in. Oh, good. James, we'll start with you. 
Uh, you said Cam Newton stole the laptop when he was at Florida State. He actually stole that laptop when he was at Florida. He was Tim uh, Tebow's get backup right. in 2008. Well, and I actually, if you go back and listen to it, I asked the question. I said, well, was he at Florida State when that happened? But okay, whatever, Mike. What the hell's going on out here? All right, Will, we'll move on to you. You uh, had the following mistake. We all know when that game was lost, though. It's 0-0, first and goal from the one. Yeah. And rather than just get the ball to Shady, they try to force it to Sammy Watkins. He pushes off, first and goal from the 10. They settle for three. That's- what? That was actually Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, Watkins is on it's the other side of the country. Watkins used to play for the Bills. Sorry, there's a wide receiver carousel. You know, when he tried to throw it to Andre Reed down there, it just really caused problems. I, I'm, like, embarrassed for you. I'm embarrassed Jeez. myself. I, when they try to squeeze it into Don Beebe. <laughs> All right, Vic, we'll, uh, we'll Uh-oh. end with you here. You, um, kind of bet your life on the Patriots this, uh, this weekend. Let's, uh, let's hear about that one. I don't remember the bet I made. Did I make a wager on the Patriots game? Uh, yeah, when you were talking to the Harvester. Uh, oh, I do remember that bet now. Uh, do you want me to recap it? Do we have it? Yeah. If you I, I basically it, told please. the Harvester there's no chance Tennessee goes into Foxborough and wins. And I was willing to bet this. He's got a big ranch in northern Texas. Okay. I will allow him to hunt me on the ranch for a weekend if somehow Tennessee upsets New England this weekend. I'm so confident that Tennessee's got no chance. I know you're an avid hunter, an outdoorsman. I will allow you to take me to your ranch in Texas, let me free, and then hunt me down. I will let you hunt me for an entire weekend if Tennessee wins that game. Yes. That would be great. <laughs> That's a reality show waiting to happen. Oh, my you God. Can periscope that if you'd like. Can, can he just hunt you with, like, a tranquilizer gun? Something that doesn't, like, kill me. Yeah, so, yeah. like, when he gets you, though, you just, like, fall down yeah. and, you know. Naked and afraid. <laughs> God, that would be must-see TV. That would be such a great show. Just throw me out in the wild. Him hunting you <laughs> on his ranch in Texas. I am suddenly rooting for the Titans. And that's it, boys. Well done. Uh, pretty clean day. Mistake-free Monday here on the Vic Lombardi Show. Thank you, Marty uh, We do this every, every day. Uh, we provide opinions, much to the... Chagrin of somebody on the text line who said, doesn't care what we say about a certain subject matter. That's sort of what we're paid to do, say things. Uh, Matt Nagy, is he the uh, offense coordinator for the Chiefs? Or was? Yes. He's now the new head coach of the Chicago Bears. Oh, wow. They're going young now. See, they're taking the Sean McVay formula, Mm -hmm. and that's what they're doing. Young, up-and-coming, sort of outside-the-box thinking Offensive coordinator. I think they're trying to tap into the Doug Peterson magic, too. Mm. I mean, Peterson was the OC under Interesting. Uh, Andy Reid. But, I mean, Nagy didn't even start calling plays till like, four mm. weeks ago. Well, and do you really want an OC who only handed the ball to Kareem Hunt a handful of times the last oh. three quarters of a remarkably bad playoff line? But it does sort of reek of Broncos Colts, right? Guys who are interviewing for jobs and looking at their next gig, and then you lay an egg at home in a playoff game you very much should have won. That's a good point. Fire it up finale, what is it? This is the fired up finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. Let's hear the top. Here's 10. a list from uh, that gentleman who uh, who disagreed with me. And first, let me read his. Uh, Do you need to find it, Vic? Because it's the uh, it's the three eight four nine. Just expand the conversation from three eight four nine. Okay, thank you. Um, he doesn't like my argument, and he says my argument is flawed. I, listen, I, I don't care. This isn't debate class. You and your flawed argument arguments. We don't have judges out there debating whether or not we make the right arguments. I'm just telling you what I feel here. <laughs> when people start nitpicking arguments, like for the worthiness of said argument, I I don't want to play this game. 
I have an opinion. I'm giving it to you. This is what we're paid to do. I counted 17 moments I had that were better than that. I don't know what the heck we're doing back know, here. Maybe. I don't know what's going what on. Were they all yours? <laughs> uh, special thanks to our guest today, Joel Dries and the Harvester, Tad Boyle, head coach of the CU Buffs basketball team. If you missed any of those interviews, you can find them online. Tad, Tad Boyle was tremendous. Tad Boyle did not take the foot off the pedal. He still contends what he said after the game is what he believes. What he believes. Well, in Manchester, real quick, this is the kind of two wins that not only could propel CU to a spot in the dance, but this is, I mean, they they could get a 6, 7, 8 seed. I mean, we're kind of in that window if they keep this up in Pac-12 play. Well, and the other thing it does is that program was, I mean, going up there to a game two or three years ago was, was a lot of fun. It had kind of died off. Maybe it gets a little of that momentum going again, and you start packing Coors Event Center again. Okay, just to make sure we're real, we're not slanted, all right? We're, we we say what we mean tonight, two big games on the slate, the national championship game, Georgia-Alabama. The Nuggets are at Golden State against the Warriors. Who has a better chance of emerging victorious tonight, Georgia or the Nuggets? Georgia. Georgia. Any chance the Nuggets win this game? Sure. I mean, they won there, what, two weeks ago? But I think that's going to be tough to do.